Hello, friends. Uh, this is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so glad you're all here today. Uh, the purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a much better place. We have a fantastic show ahead of us today. Uh, I'll be talking, I'll be giving um, uh, messages from President Kennedy in just a few minutes, um, and then followed by a discussion of my Galactic Wisdom Conference, and then a pre-recorded interview I did with a fellow named Samuel Chong from Los Angeles on the Thea Uba prophecy. Now I can tell people are saying, well, what's the Thea Uba prophecy? Well, it's, it's channeled messages from a group of um, benevolent extraterrestrials who were actually helped start, they say they helped start human civilization on this planet 1.35 million years ago. Now that was before I was born, and so, just kidding, well it's true I guess, that was before I was born in this lifetime, but uh, they've got some incredible messages and I know you'll enjoy it. The second part of the show will be with a fabulous spiritual healer named Susie, uh, Susie Smith out of Florida. She's a nurse, but also has had many years of experience about doing spiritual healing. I know you'll find her fascinating. Finally, during the last part of the show, I'll be having on Jesse Hawley, a famous and well-known radio show host from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He'll be coming live to us from Calgary, and uh, he's got a fantastic show called, uh, excuse me, called The Missing Link um, with many listeners around the world, so I know you'll really, really enjoy it. Uh, with today's show, we should have approximately 1.2 billion listeners um, on this planet with another 650, uh, 670 million benevolent beings off planet. So uh, this is a chance for my, um, my star family and my star friends in the galaxies to see what's going on here on the Earth. So it's, 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 it's an amazing time. Um, Earth is the hardest planet in the entire universe to affect any positive change. But you know what? We're doing it and we are ascending into the, um, into the higher dimensions. But we all must remain strong. And President Kennedy has a few words about that now. The purpose of this show is to raise consciousness and make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and we will make this planet a much better, better place. Um, I want to thank everyone so much for all their fantastic support and contributions. Um, if you'd like to donate to keep us keep us going, just go to my uh, website on uh, BBS Radio, or you can go to my um, my uh, website at www.outofthisworld1150.com. All the information about my spiritual mentoring program and psychic readings, as well as my books. Uh, are located um, on another website called outofthisworldreadings.com. That's outofthisworldreadings.com. And it also talks about my trips uh, going to um, Mount Shasta. I'll be going back to Mount Shasta at the end of June, at the end of August this year. And everyone who went on the trips with me last year all received a heal healing. One fellow was uh, healed of diperticulitis, which is an intestinal problem he's had for many years. Another lady was healed of Lyme's disease she's had for 20 years. A third person um, had her eyesight restored in one of her eyes, in which she was blind. Um, two people uh, had got their hearing restored um, after being uh, one deaf and one partially deaf for many years. So we had many miracles that did happen. And um, I think we'll be having more miracles again this year. But you have to be open and positive to it. And um, no negative entities are allowed on the trip. Um, and you have to be cleared by the Pleiadians and um, by um, by Adama and the Telosians as well um, and uh, before you come. But most people um, are just fine. Most people have a good heart and most people want generally want a hearing and they, and they want help. The um, 
Um, the purpose of my show is to make this world a much better place, and I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Um, I have a new book out that came out a couple of months ago. It's called uh, Journey to the Other Side. It's a how-to book on how to contact uh, benevolent beings and angels and uh, spirits on the other side. It represents about 30 years' worth of uh, um, of experience from my from myself. A lot of this you can't find on the internet. But if you'd like a copy, just send me an email to out of this world eleven fifty at gmail dot com, or you can go to out of this world um, uh, readings dot com and, and order a, a copy there. Um, the um, this part of the program it will be focused in on um, the media, how the media is 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 the virus, and all over the world today. Um, at 1 p.m. local time. So if you're in the Pacific time zone, it's 1 p.m. Pacific. If you're central time zone, it's uh, 1 p.m. Uh, central. Um, and so wherever you are in the world, if you're in Berlin, Germany, um, it's uh, nine hours difference. So it's already past one o'clock. But I know there's been worldwide protests against the media today. And uh, I have some special messages uh, from President Kennedy. Um, and uh, no matter where you are in the world, um, people are demonstrating against the mass media. Um, and because they haven't been telling the people the truth, and they've tried to control the narrative uh, with lies and misinformation. Having, I think having a free press and a um, the First Amendment rights of freedom of speech in the United States is important, very important to the future of, of this great country. And without it, we will not have um, we will not have any any freedom. I don't know if you caught this or not, but during the past week, um, members of a House committee in the U.S. Congress has been grilling the former executives of Twitter over how they illegally censored um, uh, viewpoints of Americans uh, during the past couple of years. And I think it's just amazing. I really want to hand. Uh, give a big round of applause to the people in Congress for standing up to this technological tyranny. And um, a lot of truth is 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 coming out. Um, regarding this, I'd like to play. Um, I'd like to um, give a couple of channeled messages from my our dear President Kennedy. I wanted to let you know that he has never stopped being our president on the other side. And uh, unlike our fake government and fake president, um, he's the real deal. And he is still our spiritual president of the United States on the other side and continues to guide us as much as he can. Um, he writes, he, he told me this morning, shortly after I was murdered by the Central Intelligence Agency and others in 1963, the U.S. government under President uh, Johnson started a program called Operation Mockingbird. Uh, which was a large is a large scale program of the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency to manipulate um, a, a domestic American news and public opinion in this country and elsewhere. The program continues today with the with people like Simon Parks in England, who's been paid a quarter of a million dollars a year to disseminate false information to the public. Other journalists are threatened and blackmailed into cooperating cooperating into Mockingbird, and I myself two years ago was uh, was again. They tried to get me into that program for a large sum of money, and I refused. Um, and many were given during this program, and even now, are giving a falsified or fabricated information about their actions in order to engender support for the CIA program. The problem with the mass media in the United States and elsewhere is that many of these stories are simply false. Um, and they're biased with false information, and people are getting so tired of the lies. That's one of the reasons why. Alternative media is becoming more and more important to people, and the truth is really coming out nowadays. And I want to really hand, 
and to Don and Doug for their fabulous support in supporting the truth for this country and, and the world too. Thank you, he says, President Kennedy says, for standing up for freedom and the rights of humanity. The so-called conspiracy uh, theorists were ridiculed for complaining about the controlled media 15 to 20 years ago, he said, with many people um, getting crit unfairly criticized about their, about their viewpoint that the media was controlled in this country and many others. But President Kennedy says they were right. You were all right. And everyone needs to become um, more spiritual and realize the truth is coming out now. We are entering a time of truth where the entire planet is becoming a beautiful, bright white light of, of uh, truth and justice. And he says there are many secret societies who now control the United States with the fake president. Um, but, uh, but we all have to stand up for our freedom and liberty because my own product party, the Democrats, I'm sorry to say, are trying to take it completely away from us. Um, I commend you um, for standing up for freedom and the rights of, 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 of free men and women throughout the world. This is our time to stand up right now, strong for, uh, to stand strong for truth, justice, and love and liberty for all. I am President John F. Kennedy, and I am still your president, and will always be your president and leader in the spiritual world for the, for the people of this um, great country. So he says, no matter where you are in the world, stand up against the mass media because they are the virus. I'd like to play just as um, quickly, um, I didn't have a chance to give this to Don so he could play it today, but I'd like just to play it quickly for um, my iPhone, a Secret Society speech, which President Kennedy made, I think back in 1962, and it's still valid today. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, 
highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. And the response and dedication of our citizens, whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors. And we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate... Without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. I hope you enjoyed that little clip. What a breath of fresh air he was back in 1960s and even now. And his words ring true. And President Kennedy uh, has endorsed this message. I also wanted to say um, what's going on now. This What he said especially applies to the Chinese spy balloon that flew over the United States and Canada uh, during the past uh, couple, of, uh, couple of months, actually. The Chinese spy balloon, which was the size of two large buses, uh, flew over into the Aleutian Islands. Our military, by the way, knew about that flying over. The Joint Chiefs of Staff and General Miley, who sold out to the deep state, knew about that balloon in early to mid-January. It could have been shot down there. It wasn't. It was allowed to go through Canada, photograph sensitive military uh, installations in Canada, and then come into the United States and Alaska as well, photographing military and nuclear installations in seven different American states. And the corrupt fake Biden administration and the um, corrupt Joint Chiefs of Staff and General Milley did not order it shot down until it was well over the Atlantic after the Chinese had gotten all the information that they possibly could have wanted for um, preparing for a nuclear war. That's right, a nuclear war with the United States later this year. The timetable for it is approximately September 2023. It's a date that I've been given many times in the last couple of years. They're also planning on, on attacking Australia at the same time. It'll be a simultaneously uh, simultaneous assault. And the American public is simply not being um, being told the truth 
Uh, why wasn't this balloon shot down weeks ago in early January? There's no disclosure. There's no, there's no, um, there's no truth being uh, published about it in the press. But we will find out the hard way unless we stand up for our rights and our our freedoms. Um, the um, secret societies that uh, President Kennedy talked about back then are is even more um, in uh, appropriate today to to talk about. Well, we're unpacking well, a lot in today's show because we've got uh, lots of different things to talk about. Uh, Don, if we could play that um, six-minute segment on the Galactic Wisdom Conference, that'd be great. Thanks so much, Don. I appreciate it. And then we'll come back uh, in just a few minutes. Thanks, Don. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio. And um, I'm, I'm having a fantastic conference, my ninth annual Galactic Wisdom Conference, on March 18th and 19th, 2023, and I hope you can all come. I'll be having some of the world's most famous scientists, um, spiritual healers, readers, uh, and psychics as well, and I hope you can all come. To register, please go to my website at www.galacticwisdomconference.com, and it's just $50 for the entire weekend. And you can also watch all the presentations for up to six months after the uh, after the, the conference is over. For our, for our speakers, we've got a, a, some incredible people um, among the scientists, we'll have uh, Dr. Jerry Pollock, who's one of the world's most famous water scientists. He discovered the fourth phase of water uh, some years ago. He's located at the University of Washington, and he'll give giving a presentation. Um, uh, along with Professor Irvin Laszlo, he's one of the world's most famous philosophers of science. He'll be coming into us, giving a presentation from Italy. Um, in addition to that, we'll have a, a lot of wonderful spiritual healers, including... Um, uh, Dr. Michelle Bard, uh, sorry, Michelle Peel, who is a, um, uh, who's a healer from uh, Louisiana, a naturopathic doctor. I know you really enjoy her. Um, Judy Kelly, who, uh, who's one of, uh, America's, was considered one of America's best scientists, or best psychics. She'll be there as well. Uh, Susie Smith, a healer, uh, coming to us, uh, live from Florida. She does a lot of fantastic spiritual work helping people. She'll be there as well. Um, uh, Jerry Pollock, as I mentioned, um, Tom Palladino, a wonderful um, scalar energy fellow who helps really helps people with the scalar energy work. He'll be giving out uh, information on a free 30-day program for his scalar program, if you like. If you attend the conference, you'll be eligible for that. Uh, Dr. Christopher Macklin, a fantastic healer coming to us. A uh, spiritual fellow from Missouri will be there as well. Uh, Jesse Hall, um, a radio show host from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Wonderful fellow, a good friend of mine. He'll be there as well giving a presentation. And Emmanuel Eiter, who's a French Hollywood film director, produces a lot of wonderful spiritual films, including one film now on water. So I know you'll really enjoy his presentation as well. Samuel Chong is a fellow from Los Angeles. He um, will give, be giving a presentation on what's called the Thea Uba prophecy. Um, the Thea Ubas are a benevolent um, uh, extraterrestrial civilization, and they have a lot of positive, uplifting news about for humanity. And I know you'll find his talk absolutely fascinating. Uh, Susie Smith is a healer, a fantastic uh, spiritual healer from Florida. I know you'll really enjoy her, too. She'll be giving a presentation. Alfred Weber, uh, he's a good friend of mine, an attorney and a, and a futurist. He'll be giving a presentation from Vancouver, Canada on the future, among other things, and he always has some fascinating things to say. 
My good friend, Dr. Angel Fernandez, who's the director of the 1A1 Foundation in the Dominican Republic, uh, will be giving a presentation as well. He um, gives a present. He has conferences every year on spiritual things. He's a great guy, and I know you really enjoy him. Susie Ward uh, from um, with messages from Matthew. Uh, his her son Matthew passed away back in the late 80s, and she's been channeling his messages ever since then. I know you'll find her presentation fantastic. Uh, Carolyn White, a fantastic aura reader and uh, psychic medium, she'll be giving a presentation about auras and how they've been changing to adjust to the new vibrations and our new shift into the fifth dimension. I know you'll find her fascinating as well. And finally, myself, Ted Marr, I'll be giving a presentation on our bright, beautiful future and all the good things we have to look forward to in our in our future. I'm also going to be having um, uh, Pia and Cullen, Pia Orlean and Cullen Bard. Um, they are with a group called Larkma Speaks, which is a group of Pleiadians who will be giving messages as well from the Pleiadians, our brothers and sisters, benevolent brothers and sisters, uh, on our beautiful, um, bright future. Um, I'll also have a group of people, including myself, um, uh, talking about the need for clean water. We'll be doing um, fundraising for the Hopis. Uh, among the Hopis, the, the men only live to 44 years old statistically, and the women only live to 53 years old because the water is so bad. The water is contaminated with lots of radiation and arsenic, um, but we're changing that in a good way by providing clean water filters for both the Hopi and the Navajo, beautiful Navajo Indians uh, in Arizona. And if you'd like to donate, um, please uh, Feel free. We uh, we they, it really makes a difference in their lives to drink clean water. You can either um, you can go to my website at outofthisworldreadings.com and find out more about our efforts there, or you can just attend our conference and we'll be going a, a complete uh, um, you know a complete talk about that as well. In addition, Leon will be having uh, Carolyn White, a fantastic um, uh, or a reader with the Immortal Peace Project. Uh, Nancy Rivard of Airline Ambassadors will be there as well. She's a great lady, does a lot of good work for a lot of good, good people around the world, a lot of charities. Charlie Cardinal is a fantastic uh, guitarist, well-known musician from Tacoma, Washington. He'll be playing his songs in honor of Dr. Masuramoto uh, on the need for clean water. And um, I hope you can all you can all attend. It should be a fantastic time. And to register again, please go to uh, our website, my website at www.galacticwisdomconference.com. The cost of the entire conference is just uh, $50 for the entire weekend, and I hope you can come. If you have any questions, feel free to Please feel free to call me at one 879 or you can send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or to uh, outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. You know, if we all work together, I know we can create a much better and happier world. I, and I hope everyone has a beautiful day, and I hope you all can, can, can um, participate in my conference on March 18th and 19th, 2023. Have a beautiful day, everyone, and thank you so much for listening. Much love to you all. Bye-bye. I hope you liked that little segment, my friends. Uh, the little garbled part um, was Susie Ward with messages from Matthew. Uh, she's been channeling her son's messages uh, uh, since 1994 on um, on angelic messages on humanity's beautiful, bright future. And with that, what I'd like to do is play my um, pre-record I did 
on the Thea Uba Prophecy with Samuel Chong from Los Angeles. His presentation, the Thea Uba Prophecies, cover uh, 1.35 million years of human history uh, going back that far. Um, but anyway, uh, Sam's a great guy. I really enjoy him. He'll be speaking at my uh, conference. And so, Don, if we could play that now, that would be uh, that would be great. Um, it's I believe it's 59, um, 59 minutes long, something like that. And uh, I'll come in after after that's played. So thanks so much for listening, supporting my show, my friends. I hope you enjoy uh, today's uh, the interview. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I've got a fantastic guest on today named Samuel Chong. He has uh, translated a book called The Thea Uba Prophecy, if I'm pronouncing that cor correctly, by a, a French gentleman named Michel uh, Marquet. Marquet, is that right? Michel uh, de Marquet. De Marquet. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. And the book itself is um, a prophecy. It's, it's from Benevolent Extraterrestrials. And it goes back, what, 1.35 million years, something like that, on Earth history? Um, yeah, yeah, that's right, for human beings. For human beings, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a fascinating account. It starts with Mu, M-U, civilization, um, or the beginnings of Mu, anyway, M-U. And um, it's, it's uh, got an incredible uh, narrative to it. So please go ahead and introduce yourself, Sam, and and how you got interested in doing this. Yeah, so my name is Samuel Cho. I'm a certified court interpreter and a Chinese translator in Los Angeles. I had a fascination uh, about the mysteries and the paranormal since I was very little. And I was uh, intentionally looking for information about ET contactees, hoping to find solutions or answers to all the questions that I had in mind when I was young. So I found this book in 2014 when I was searching on Amazon about stories of ET contactees, and I found this book, Theobald Prophecy. It answers all the questions that I had in, in mind mm -hmm. about the Great Pyramid of Egypt, the Bermuda Triangle, the human energy field, the auras, and uh, the stories in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, one of the things I think um, that la made a lasting impression on me is that uh, we here in this civilization on planet Earth think we're, we're so advanced, but in many ways we're not. Would you like to talk about that? I mean, they, they mentioned some things in, in your book about how, um, you know, the, we still have war on this planet. We still have uh, a lot of violence and uh, we're not as advanced as we may think we are. I mean, technology-wise, uh, we may be a little bit more advanced than compared to 150 years ago. Uh -huh. But on a spiritual level, we are not uh, evolved uh, enough or sufficiently to explore the universe or out of the in the solar system, for that matter. So that's why we were warned off from the moon. And we went to the moon, but we are told not to go back to the moon again in the future. So this is why we haven't been back on the moon for 50 years or so. Interesting. And I don't think we're going to. Interesting. I know that we left we left spacecraft on the moon and we didn't take care of it, right? And the moon itself, I've been told, Sam, that especially the dark side of the moon, the side away from planet Earth, is a place where you have lots of different civilizations. They all respect each other. It's a little bit like Switzerland. It's neutral ground where they all meet. Well, uh, in, the, in this book, uh, Theobald Prophecy explains that uh, about uh, 250,000 years ago, um, there was a group of uh, other ETs from the planet Arimo X3. They were trying to migrate uh, 
some of their people to Earth because of uh, overpopulation on their planet. So right. they used the, the far side of the moon as a transfer station. So they built like alien bases or ET bases on the far side of the moon. So this is why when people say that there are certain man-made objects on the back side of the moon, that's true. And I think uh, uh, this book, The Oba Prophecy, explains um, where they came from. Interesting, interesting. The other interesting thing, too, is that it explained the mysteries of an Easter island, of these large statues that um, the book writes that that actually came from that civilization who came, those statues were made in, in their in their honor. Yes, uh, still that's about a long time ago, about uh, 14,500 years ago, before the continent of Lemuria sunk into the ocean. They were trying to build this kind of statues to commemorate the uh, the people from Theoba uh, because they were trying to build uh, stylized uh, statues in order to commemorate them uh, for their help, uh, to appreciate their help and to thank for their help. Uh, but then uh, suddenly earthquake struck and the continent sunk into the ocean. Uh, the entire continent sank except for the portion that's remaining today as the Easter Island. So some of the statues remained on that island, um, and that's actually uh, was built by uh, by the people on the continent Lemuria uh, using anti gravitational technologies and and ultrasonic vibrational systems. Fascinating, fascinating. Do you think there's been an effort to um, to hide our ancient history from the people of this earth? And I can give you an example if you like. Yes, please go ahead. Yes, um, there was an archaeological excavation um, not far from where I live in Olympia, Washington, where the archaeologists, they were from the Smithsonian and I think uh, the local college, Evergreen State College, where they found these huge statues. They were all looking at the sun in this excavated Indian burial ground. And um, you never heard them now. They're all gone. Everything's been sealed up. Don't talk about it. But I think there's been an effort, well, like the um, the giants, the, the giant uh, skeletons found in the 19th and 20th centuries here in North America of people that were huge humans. I mean, we're talking 12, 14 feet tall, 15 feet tall, um, Sam, and there's no mention of them now. They all tried to hide it. I, I don't know. I, I meant it that way, where they try to hide archaeological evidence. Hmm. I see. I, I think there are a lot of uh, things or information that's... Uh, kind of sealed by the government or uh, kind of concealed from the public. I think uh, it's time to disclose uh, those kind of information. And I think uh, right. it's essential for the public to know. Right. Yeah, That that's going to take some further investigation. But those statutes, the statutes in the book, did they say that those statutes were, were like um, statutes of the people who actually existed? They were very tall. Is that right? And, and lived on this earth? Uh, those statues are really, really tall. Those are just moas on Easter Island, and, and uh, they uh, kind of are stylized uh, statues of uh, the people from Theoba uh, mm-hmm. or Jehovah, for that matter. They mm-hmm. actually have been guiding us throughout history, as documented in the stories in the Bible. Interesting, interesting. They had a section about Jesus too that I noticed, um, and the um, the message that he gave was love each other. Um, and I thought that was very interesting, um, and that he was sent to Earth from Theoba about 2,000 years ago. Would you like to explain to that, uh, 
little bit if you like. Yes, uh, Jesus and Christ are actually two separate beings, according to this book. That actually explains a lot of uh, the uh, questions that I had when I was reading the Bible. For example, huh? I was thinking, why, how come Jesus, the young Jesus, never performed any miracles when he was young, uh, before he began teaching or preaching? Um, right. What's the reason for that? And also, why some people say Jesus went to India? And this book actually explains uh, in a way that's, that makes a lot of sense and connect connects all the dots. Uh, for example, it says that Jesus, the one born out of Virgin Mary, was actually someone uh, indeed extraordinary because he was born that way to fulfill people's expectations that someone special was going to be born that way. He was uh, highly spiritual and very smart, but because mm -hmm. he his actual body went inside of the embryo, he had to pass through what the uh, Nagas called the river of oblivion, forgetting all the things happened in the past, his past lives and the knowledge to perform mm -hmm. miracles. Mm -hmm. So that's why he couldn't perform any miracles. Is that Jesus who went to India and then traveled to China and died in Japan? So there's a tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo village, Japan, that people can still visit and go there and to verify the information. Uh, next to that tomb, there's a tomb of uh, his brother, younger brother, who also died, uh, uh, who died before Jesus. Uh, Christ, on the other hand, is a special being that was uh, descended from the planet Theoba, who uh, took on the body of Jesus, made by the Theobans, uh, to really preach spirituality and love to the people on earth at that time. Mm -hmm. Because under the Roman regime, um, the Hebrews, the, the, the Jewish people, they were kind of um, constrained in what they could uh, develop spiritually. Yeah. So the Theobans wanted to help the Jewish people or the Hebrews by liberating them and, and by sending Christ to us to preach uh, the essence of uh, the meanings of life, which is to love one another and to uh, focus on spiritual development. And he died on the cross and resurrected three days after just to show people that there's life after death and there's reincarnation. Um, the concept of reincarnation was somehow removed by the uh, Catholic Church um, councils. Uh, it's important to know that the life, the meaning of life is to constantly grow spiritually and accumulate, accumulate all the lessons learned in a lifetime. Uh, and each time we accumulate spiritual lessons, we hopefully can purify our astral body or spirit uh, so that we can progress. Uh, to move out, to move up to the ladder. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. Actually, I, from what I've heard, I don't know if this is accurate, but that the Emperor Constantine in 328, no, 325 AD, had, took out those portions of the Bible which talked about reincarnation because his wife was a prostitute and she didn't want to have to pay for her sins in her next lifetime. So she had the Emperor take out those portions of the Bible that talked about reincarnation. So, yeah, uh, that's very possible. And, uh, yeah. you know, when I go to Christian churches, like the uh, church that I go to, Mandarin Baptist Church in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. I try to talk to them about reincarnation. I tell them that there are specific scientific evidence that shows that uh, reincarnation exists. And it's very interesting how they react to my messages. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? What, what did they say? Do they, they think, think you're crazy? Yeah, they, they think I'm, uh, I'm kind of uh, speaking about her heresy and also 
like and uh, Luniac. <laughs> they just don't believe anything that they say. Well, oh no, oh no. Well, you don't seem crazy to me, Sam. I'm happy you're here today. This is great. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the in the book, they had a section where there were four things um, that were holding back humanity. The first uh, one of those things was um, it's interesting talking about religion, mm-hmm. money. Um, let me see. Religion, money. Um, I talked about how drugs can yeah. affect the psychic of a person and reverse the person's the person's uh, process of spiritual evolution. Um, and uh, there were two more. I'm trying to remember one or two. Politics. More. I'm sorry. Politicians. Politicians. Yeah. Politicians. <laughs> and also journalists. And journalists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm kind of a journalist. I hope you like me. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're a good one. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. I try. <laughs> Not the one on CNN or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 talk about those foreign influences. You know, Jesus said he threw the money changers out of the temple in the Bible, and he had a disdain for those who who did that. Of course, then you've got money as, um, you know, of course, on this planet we've all been socialized to think we need money, but in other advanced civilizations. And human civilizations, they don't use money as a, as a medium of exchange. You explained a, a situation in MU, MU where people, um, was it Michael, Michael that went into a Michelle, market? Michelle, Michelle tell, tell us about that and, and what he experienced. That We could talk about that probably for hours, but please explain if you like it. There's a passage in the book about that. So, Yeah, so what happened was that Michelle de Marquet was taken um, in astral form back to the past about 14,500 years ago to visit the continent of uh, Lemuria or Mu mm-hmm. uh, to see how people lived at that time. And he was he actually personally experienced how everything went on um, during those days um, in, on the continent. And he saw like a holographic uh, kind of uh, film and uh, in which he was a member inside uh, of the film. And he saw that people were exchanging or people just took uh, whatever they needed from the market. For example, if someone needs flowers, they just take flowers uh, and, and without uh, giving anything back in exchange. Mm-hmm. So there was actually no barter system either. Um, no money, no barter system. Uh, no one took advantage of each other. And, and just uh, people were living very harmoniously without money or without any exchange. Wow, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. He also explained a time, too, um, when he was in um, near Lake Titicaca in Bolivia at, um, what's the name of that? There's an archaeological site in Bolivia just over the border from Peru at Lake Titicaca. I can't remember the name of it now, but he was there, and there was actually an inland sea that went from the Atlantic Ocean up to that point. And then he talked about the fall of Atlantis and how that really affected the whole world. And also um, it wiped out a lot. He had he had a previous life being there and a lot of people were killed. Uh, do you remember that episode in the book? It's very interesting. Yes, um, he actually oh, was. Uh, yeah, he was a yeah, worker in a, in a ship or a boat at that time. Right. And he actually experienced the the uh, the 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 sinking of the continent of uh, Lemuria at that time. Right. And, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. that's, 
when the continent of Atlantis uh, sank into the ocean uh, because of natural disasters, uh, according to this book, uh, a lot of knowledge was lost. So people didn't know how to build uh, great structures like the pyramid using the technologies that they had before in ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, about 17,000 years ago, the Great Pyramid of Egypt was built by uh, Thoth, the person from Atlantis. But after the continent sunk, people just didn't uh, uh, didn't know how to build the, the pyramid anymore. And they lost uh, a lot of knowledge and also the spiritual development went into decay. So that caused a lot of issues that we see um, on Earth um, like since then. Right, right. Also, I think what's interesting is that I've been told, Sam, that a lot of the spirits who helped destroy Atlantis, actually, have reincarnated now. And some of them have learned their lessons and they're trying to make this planet a better place and help humanity. And others haven't learned their lessons and they're still trying to destroy us. Have you heard that yourself, by the way? Um, No, I haven't heard anything like that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do say that uh, people reincarnate and sometimes uh, they do uh, keep uh, or bring their lessons to us. Mm-hmm. And we, we should uh, really uh, focus on how to respond to our current life challenges because right. uh, we need to learn from the past. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on how to navigate the current political system and, and also to, to know what's really going on around the world right now. Right, right. And the other thing, too, I mean, it's full of your the book is full of gems, by the way. Um, the, in the book, it's, it, he writes, uh, violence does not pay and never will. And along with that, uh, materialism poses one of the greatest threats to our present life and future lives as well. And that goes back, I think, to the, to the, to the concept of money as, as evil, basically, um, as yeah. part of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, violence never works because if you look at Hitler, Napoleon, Genghis right. Khan, uh, they used the violence to conquer vast amount of land, but they all mm. failed. Empires uh, never last long uh, because they used violence. Right. Uh, and the, the real key is to really uh, be compassionate people and to uh, allow people to really uh, love each other deep in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, materialism is uh, one of the greatest dangers on earth right now uh, because everything revolves around money nowadays. Right. If you, if you look at the uh, petro, petroleum companies, if you look at the big pharmaceutical companies, right, exactly. if you look at the politicians, if you look at the media, everything revolves around money. Right, exactly, exactly. What uh, On page 110 of the book, it's very interesting because he writes, the real danger is on earth in, ter- in terms of importance are first money, um, then politicians, then journalists and drugs, and fourth religions, um, which is interesting. Exists in th- the danger exists in the way we live and, and, and our, for our survival's sake. Um, and he also writes that communism uh, on earth is an essential part of a totalitarian regime rather than a democratic and as such is degrading for man. I thought that was fascinating. And that sentence got removed when the book was published in China. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's censored by the Chinese government. Oh, you're kidding! How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, but but that part is is there in the English part. 
Yes, yes. Interesting. The Taiwanese version too, but not in the Chinese version. Uh huh. Interesting. Interesting. And he he writes, "You are here." This is for Mikhail, the the fellow who wrote the book. You are here because you belong to a civilization that has taken a wrong turn. Most of the nations on Earth believe themselves to be highly advanced, which is not so. Um, rather, their cultures are decadent. From the leaders and so-called elite classes, the whole system is distorted. I thought that was a key paragraph, very important point. Yes, you know, I've been trying to think about ways to uh, wake people up, and I've been trying to get uh, as many shows as possible. I'm sure. also thinking about writing to some of the congressmen or politicians that uh, personally have witnessed uh, UFOs or or ETs. Um, I'm just, I just don't know how, how that's going to um, work out uh, at the end. I don't know. They're, they're probably too focused on their political careers, but I'm going to still going to try. It never. Well, I'd, I'd be happy to help you with that if you like. I do read minds, and I can tell you which ones are um, better than others, open to it. Um, we should spend some time together in the next couple of weeks, whenever it's convenient for you. Mm-hmm. And we can talk, and we can go through Congress to see who might be open. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be happy to do that for you. That'd yeah. be great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's schedule that. Yeah, I want to get. I want to help you get your get your message out. Um, the um, the book itself is absolutely fascinating. I was there. The other thing too is is that um, originally on this planet, I, I'm not. Sure, I can't remember the exact dates now, but it was. Um, oh boy, it was probably about a million or more years ago. There were two races on the planet. There were um, what he called the yellow race, and then the what was it? The black race. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And one point three five million years ago. Yeah, one point three five million years ago. There was two races, and then they had emigrated to was it North Africa? Was it North Africa or Atlantis? The The black people first landed in Australia, and the yellow people landed in Myanmar. And uh, and then there was some kind of uh, uh, separation among groups of the black people, and some people went to Africa. Huh? So that's the black people that went to Africa. Later. Okay, okay. And then I remember reading that the people in North Africa, the Arabs, were actually a mixture of the yellow people and the black people that over many millennia became one race. But they don't know their historical roots now because it's all been forgotten. But. Yes, uh, according to this book, uh, people evolved uh, to become uh, Middle Easterns nowadays. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was told years ago that every, um, if you will, race on this planet came from somewhere else, and and that's what makes you Earth very unique. You know, we're all human, but we came from somewhere else. And I know that the Andromeda Galaxy um, has blue-skinned people. But I'm also told that some of them who came here to this planet ended up in Africa, and over the millions of over many thousands of years, Sam, that their skin became very, very, very dark. Um, so they came like black skin because the sun is different in this galaxy compared to the Andromeda galaxy, which has a blue sun. I see, but certainly the according to this book, the Hebrews or the Jewish people they are very unique. Very unique. Tell me. Uh, tell t- tell me more about that if you don't mind. Um, the Jewish people originally came from a planet called uh, Hebra about 12,000 years ago. Okay. They had an accident. Their spaceship crashed uh, on Earth. 
in what's now like southern Russia, um, they originally came from a Category 3 planet. We actually are a Category 1 planet. So oh, right. Yeah. So there are a total of nine different categories of planets in the universe. Uh, and people like Category 1 are not supposed to go up to Category 2 or Category 3 unless they, they're they um, kind of ready or evolved to become Category 2 or Category 3, uh, like souls or spirits like that. Um, so the Jewish people, the Hebrews came and um, and, and they kind of survived and, and became, became a very unique and they have their own culture and didn't, didn't really uh, intermarry other races of people. And so they're highly intelligent and really smart and really uh, spiritual as well. And so, so that's why they were the chosen people according to uh, the scriptures in the Bible mm-hmm. uh, for a reason. Because uh, when, like 2000 years ago, when um, the Romans were ruling or governing uh, the Middle Eastern part or their world, um, like uh, a lot of the people on earth at that time were not really focusing on spiritual growth or spirituality. Not even the Chinese people, not even not not the other races of people. So the Theobans uh, decided to uh, choose the Jewish people to lead them out of uh, the, uh, the 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 rules or the uh, decadence of the rules of the uh, the Romans. So by by sending Jesus and Christ to us, so that's why they were the chosen people in that sense. And also in the in Moses area, they they also helped Moses to to lead the Hebrews out of Egypt. Interesting. That's a that's part of the story that probably most people are are very unfamiliar with, actually. Yes. Um, there's there's a lot of different topics here, and I just found another one that's really fascinating: is the influence of. Um, um, music, noise, and um, vibrations, um, and colors in in healing and spiritual advancement. And they write, um, if people go to a discotheque, for example, in this society, they often expose themselves to music that's pl- 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 uh, um, typically played three times too loud, with uh, with um, which harm their psychological, their physiological, and astral bodies. Um, and the vibrations don't match. Um, um, their souls, and you get colors that are um, very disruptive to their own soul development. That's um, very interesting. It's kind of how society in general is out of balance on this planet in many ways. That they, they don't use it in a good way. Right. So after reading this book, uh, I stopped going to the discos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I stopped listening to loud music, and I try to keep away from noisy environment. Right. The thing is that they they. Noise, noise damages the astral body, which uh-huh. uh, is very serious uh, because it's the astral body that remains forever. Like uh, the astral body reincarnates into another uh, physical body. It's the mm-hmm. astral body that's the focus of each reincarnation. So if you damage your astral body, that's going to have a very, very damaging, long-lasting effect on your entire cycles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and not just for this generation, but also for next future lifetimes. So, you know, I verified the information from with people who could see uh, auras. Uh, I asked, 
I yeah. asked them if they can see the uh, changes of auras uh, in, a in a noisy environment. And mm -hmm. they, they say they confirmed that uh, in a very noisy environment, the auras uh, get distorted. Interesting. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. There's one section also in the book about they talk, our, um, our technology has, has really accelerated during the last 150 years. And we are right now at a comparable level of technology that we were at, uh, he says, he writes 14,500 years ago. And um, I don't know if the book talks about this or not, but back in the Atlantean times, they started mixing the DNA of both humans and animals together, which was against cosmic law, and it still is against cosmic law. But yet they're repeating that again as a um, as a mistake. I think it's a mistake. And so what I've been I've read in other books is that um, uh, this was a way when Atlantis destroyed itself. That was a way to to stop. The violations of cosmic law of mixing human and animal uh, DNA, what they're doing now. Um, is there a danger? I guess there is a danger that we can blow ourselves up and stop this completely, but then we'd have to start again, all over again, wouldn't we? Again, in another cycle. I agree that uh, it's a violation of universal law to mix the DNAs of animals and human beings. Right. And also a violation of law mixing different races of ETs uh, with human beings. And right. the government uh, is doing that, they, they better stop. Well, yeah, as you know, um, in in March of 1954, President Eisen, U.S. President Eisenhower agreed to let the reptilians and the greys um, abduct and study us humans. And they, they since, since that time, um, the, the uh, greys and the reptilians have abducted um, somewhere right around I think it's around six million people, and um, and they hybridized humans with the greys and with the reptilians as well to create a hybrid species to take over this planet. I don't think see them being um, successful, but I know that's that has happened, um, and most people uh, tragically don't know a thing about it. Don't know a thing about it. You know, this is uh, the information that uh, Michel de Marquet would uh, politely disagree because he says in a public lecture in 1995 that uh, Tao, the uh, ET from Theoba, sent him telepathic messages regarding the grace. Um, speaking about the grace, uh, they're, according to Michel de Marquet, they're also from category one planet. They're a dying race because they have uh, issues with their, their immune system. They did uh, implant uh, devices on people on Earth, but not as many as people claimed. There are about uh, 150 or so people by the year 1995. And they did that just to monitor us and to see how we respond to the same situation because our immune system has also been uh, having issues since 1948. And the Theobans told Michelle de Marquet that uh, there's no need to worry about them because um, um, they're completely safe and they're also monitoring the activities of the greys. So this is what Michel de Marquet would say uh, when people talk about uh, the greys and also the reptilians and things like that. I see. Okay. Well, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So anyway, yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Okay. Um, we were at a, I think we're at a turning point right now. I, I That's my feeling I get. Um, um, Sam, is that, um, I mean, we can go a lot of different ways with our civilization. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's, there's, there's been negatives on this planet for, 
I don't know how many years, thousands and thousands of years. But it seems like right now there's a there's a point where we've got a real battle going, a war going on between uh, light and dark, between good and evil, between our species and other species on this planet. What did what did Mr. Marquez talk about that? What did he say? Interesting. Well, Michel de Marquet would respond by saying that、uh, you know, if you really read the book, if you really look at what happened, like we were warned off from the moon about fifty years or so, fifty、right. years ago,、mm-hmm. and because we are not ready, we were still fighting against ourselves, and we are still fighting against ourselves. That's true. We are, we are not ready to explore the universe. If we do that, the Theobans or other ETs they would、uh, prevent us from doing so. So by by this means, it also means that if other ETs that have mal intentions or bad intentions, they would、uh, also be prevented from invading us or doing a lot of bad things to us. So,、um, Michel de Marquet would counter that uh, uh, this is、uh, probably something we need to consider whether what they they say the reptilians or the the evil ETs are really us. Uh, we are doing the the wrong things. We because our free will, we are actually causing a lot of problems onto ourselves.、Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting that I also translated the other book from German into English. Three hundred thirty-four thousand lies. Oh, that's right. I have a copy of that over here. <laughs> okay. Actually, thank you. I haven't. I've got it here to read. Yeah, but I do have it. Yeah, I do have it. Yes. If you look at the title of the book, three hundred thirty-four. Thousands, the thousands, like one over a thousand sign, lies. If you do the math, that would be the truth of six hundred and sixty-six thousand. So oh, really? The, the truth of the devil. <laughs> Interesting. Okay,、yes. that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why I got a chance to translate this book. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's it's. I I don't think that's a coincidence. Is that、mm-hmm. if you really want to know the devil, the 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 six hundred sixty six, read that book and you're going to know the rituals, the human sacrifices that they do onto innocent people, and how they influence world politics and the politicians. Uh, in a very very kind of um, uh, very unique way by using their psychic powers, because. Yes, that's a book. That's Because a book. <laughs> according to this book, the Illuminati, the high degree members of the Illuminati, they all have、uh, psychic powers to control people's mind and cause certain illusions. Uh huh. That's how they do onto world politicians. Interesting. You know, I have to tell you, there's a move、um, afoot today、um, to for artificial intelligence to take over our reality. Uh-huh. And I think our current reality is one given us given us by the supreme being, our God.、Mm-hmm. And AI rep- basically represents Lucifer or the dark side in creating their own reality as well. So there's a battle. Seems to be a battle between the two different perceptions of reality. And would it be correct to say that when Atlantis destroyed itself twelve or fourteen thousand five hundred years ago, they had accepted the、um, The Luciferian or dark or dark concept of artificial intelligence as reality, or they weren't following God anymore, so they were following something else. Is that how would you how would you phrase that? Well, I would say that our current artificial intelligence,、um, they are actually it's really a danger because it can be easily easily manipulated by 
by people or by special interest groups. Uh, people would tend to believe uh, in the answers given by AI, uh, but they really need to know that the answers can be uh, very easily manipulated. Uh, if you mm-hmm. type in a few answers about China, you're going to know that. Right. Yeah. They're strongly censored. <laughs> right. So, right. So, by right. similar analogy, I think uh, we are on a very, very dangerous path. Uh, yeah. Probably happened in Atlantis or something like that. But uh, yeah. I think we need to focus on how we can respond to this kind of situation. Uh, and I think uh, we we need to work hard and to uh, to to awake to wake people up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, toward the, uh, uh, the book also talks about Thoth, T A T O T O T H, one of the architects of Atlantis, who understood the uh, secrets of Mu Mu M U, and how they used it in in um, in Atlantis. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I think that's fascinating. Such the whole book's fascinating, but that's an interesting part. Yes, Thoth. He was the main architect uh, for the Great Pyramid of Egypt because okay. he originally came from Atlantis and he had all the knowledge to build a great uh, structure like the pyramid. Right. So over a nine-year period, he used uh, anti-gravitational technologies and and the uh, supersonic vibrational system to mm-hmm. cut the big stones in a very precise manner. So the Great Pyramid of Egypt was built uh, as a tool to capture cosmic and terrestrial energy mm-hmm. so that the users of the pyramid could actually use this as a tool to communicate communicate with people on other planets mm-hmm. to explore parallel universe and to make rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very interesting because uh, uh, a lot of scientists nowadays uh, study the pyramid structure and say that it is uh, indeed uh, a structure that can capture certain energies or concentrate energies in a form that can be utilized to do a lot of uh, good things. Um, and mm-hmm. some University of Reading of the UK did an experiment by projecting certain energy into the sky, into the clouds, so that the uh, certain uh, the atmosphere could be ionized, so that rain would be formed. Uh, so, so I think that's a kind of a direct or indirect proof that the Great Pyramid of Egypt could be used to make rain. Um, it also states that uh, whenever a great civilization reaches a certain spiritual level, they always build a pyramid. Um, Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But I, but I think the last functional pyramid was a pyramid of Egypt, the Giza pyramid. Interesting. If you, if you see the other pyramid that we built, uh, like the pyramids in the Maya right. Guatemala, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are not as great as the Great Pyramid of Egypt because they lost the technologies already. I see. But they were trying to mimic it, trying to copy it, but yeah. they weren't able to master it completely. Right. That's right. Interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, uh, yeah, I was told also that um, there were pyramids all over the planet. There's supposedly a, a huge pyramid in Alaska, another one in Bosnia, uh, different places in Africa. But people don't realize it. There's actually even a pyramid right next to on the west side of mount shasta there's a mountain that's in a pyramid you look at it and it's made just like a pyramid it's very old but it's it's a pyramid yeah it's still there yeah i I personally believe uh, that uh, the key to distinguish uh usable pyramid 
is to see whether there's a chamber inside. If there's a chamber, then people can sit inside and meditate and right. feel concentrate energy to communicate with people from outer world. Interesting. Interesting. I was told that there are, um, that there's in the left, uh, left paw of the Sphinx in Egypt, in, in the God, in, in, um, in Egypt, um, that, um, there are the records of Atlantis there with the complete history of humankind. But in order to access it, people will need to be at a much higher vibrational rate. We're getting there. And when they're at a high vibrational rate, maybe fifth dimension, they'll be able to go in and access it through the rocks. Right now they can't access it because their vibration is not high enough. But they, but the Atlanteans did that so that only people who have a high enough vibration can actually access that information. Well, Michel, this is something that Michel de Marquet didn't write in a book. Um, he was uh, told not to write this in a book, but he revealed it publicly that indeed, beneath the Sphinx of Egypt, there are three chambers that contain everything we need to know about the past, the knowledge from the past. Right. And we are not ready to open the three chambers yet because uh, right. we need to raise uh, more like a higher spiritual level. There's a book called The Children of Mu, M-U, by a, a fellow named James Churchwood. Yes. And he talks about the Nagas and the writings he studied as a, a, as an officer in the British Army back in the 18... 60s, 1870s, 1880s. He spent years studying them. And what's interesting in, in that in, in this book here that you've translated, um, they talk about the same thing, the Nagas. They talk about the same group. And they went on to build, um, explore and colonize <coughs> Burma, India. Um, and finally, they reached um, Egypt. And so they said basically this the same thing um, about... Um, about the same kind of historical background, which I thought was fascinating. Yes, and and also the start of uh, the universe by the four different forces. Right. That uh, matches what uh, Michel de Marquet was told. Right, right. You know, I had a life um, as among the Inca in Peru, um, and I still have a, a, a spiritual brother on the other side uh, who's, uh, we, I'm in contact with him. And, um, What's interesting is that um, the Incas actually, I've been, I've, I've been told, Sam, that the Incas came from a group called the Incal, I-N-C-A-A-L, mm -hmm. um, that came from Atlantis. And when Atlantis destroyed itself, they escaped and went to that part of South America to start their civilization again. So that's one way how they explain how a fully developed civilization in basically what what is now we call the fourth dimension appeared out of nowhere because they were already developed in Atlantis. And Atlantis was a fourth dimension all civilization, maybe five, but fourth dimension for sure. And um, they came, and it's interesting how over time the Incal became the Inca. They dropped the Al at the end. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah, and and that's one of the reasons why this um, blanket here is from the Inca. Is from Cusco. It's from Machu Picchu, actually, where the Inca were situated. Um, and that's from Peru, Machu Picchu. And this is from Mexico. And of course, Mexico has its own his unique history with the Mayans, with the pyramids, with the influences of Atlantis after they fell as well, because they also went to, went to, um, uh, Mexico as well. So perhaps that's one reason I'm attracted to these colors behind me. Mm. So. The colors look really nice. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, those are traditional, um, a little different, but that's that's Peruvian from Machu Picchu, Cusco, and that's um, Mexico um, there, of course, the different, very vibrant colors. But um, they were very advanced civilizations in, in a higher dimension. Um, do you think this, this, um, this information that you've got in your book, that'll become widely accepted eventually as the truth? I think so, because uh, they sent uh, Jesus to us, and previously they sent, uh, I mean, Enoch went uh, away with him, and so there was a book of uh, Enoch, and then the Bible was uh, really kind of the, the most popular book in the world right now, and I think uh, this book uh, is probably going to become the second uh, most popular book in the world, if mm -hmm. not the best, if not the first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to read this section here, which is just fascinating. He writes, um, we have, uh, this is Michael reading, uh, writing, we have um, the knowledge. We can revive the dead, cure the deaf and blind, make people walk or are paralyzed, uh, cure any malady, malady that you can name. We are masters, not of nature, but in nature. And we can do the most difficult thing of, uh, of all. We can regenerate re uh, life spontaneously. Uh, and we can create any type of living creature, including man. I thought that was just um, fascinating. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, kind of uh, thoughts about this. We are masters not of nature, but in nature, because mm -hmm. they can rejoin the great ether, the creator of the universe at any time. So they are part of uh, kind of, if they want to, they can become part of the creator. So in that sense, they can really do all the things that we can possibly think of. Um, so I think uh, I always want to learn from the best. Mm -hmm. I don't want to learn from the greats or from other ETs that, that probably, I mean, I want to learn from category nine planets, uh, right. inhabitants that have been guiding us uh, throughout history that who can, who can rejoin uh, with a great ether at any time. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I, this is, one of the reasons that I take this book very seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the the insights in here are just just incredible. Um, they also say that not to read it just once, but read it three times, which I thought's interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, to, to 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 read it. You know, there's a tomb of Jesus. I'm not sure whether it's Jesus or Christ in northern India. Yes. And um, they say that in India, they say that Jesus actually had a second life, was resurrected and came back. And then also um, he, 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 I mean, you have, and you have several generations of his family, which are buried in this tomb area in Northern India. And it's common knowledge in India that that goes on, that we, we don't even realize here in this country. Yeah. yeah. So this is the power of the media. They can, kind of uh, not uh, promote certain information that's in contrary to what they, what, contrary to their narrative. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but that's what that's what they said, um, is that the journalists are part of it, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, journalists are part of it. Yeah. Yeah, they you are. Know, I know a lot of journalists uh, here in Los Angeles, and some uh -huh. of them kind of, uh, I mean, it's kind of like vicious cycle. The uh, the media outlets choose the people who are brainwashed. <laughs> uh -huh. And the journalists become brainwashed and they write kind of articles that are just uh, so inclined to influence people in a, in a very different way. 
there's a there's a protest going on um i believe it's tomorrow on february 11th at 1 p.m local time where no matter where you are and it started in england and has now gone worldwide since but it's a protest saying that the media is the virus and I thought that's fascinating because they're 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 pinpointing journalists as as spreading false information, and not and not telling people um, the truth about what's um, um, what's what's really uh, going on. But yeah, you know. you know, you know, if you look at the the major media and the TV stations that host and hosts, I mean, they they're handsome and beautiful. They but they lie straight face. I mean, yeah, they do. They do. People don't believe them. Yeah. They, they do. They do. And our government did too. You know, our government, the CDC, um, uh, kept saying that uh, the shots were quote safe and effective, and they weren't. They were killing people, and they didn't care. Fauci said the same thing for many months, many years. And all that's happened is that you know you now have what fifty million people dead from the from the shot program, and more are dying as well. So I mean, it's a intentional genocide program. That's another issue I wanted to bring up to you. Um, at the end of Atlantis, 12, 14,000 years ago, I was told once that um, they also had a, a shot program there as well that was meaning to control and ultimately kill people as well. Have your sources told you that? Do you know much about that? Just curious. No. Uh, not specifically about uh, the shots, but uh... But the essence of the book is to really wake people up and so that they can look around to really see what's happening around them and to really scrutinize scrutinize the information they receive. Um, and I think uh, it's better to teach people how to think than just to tell people what's going True. on True. or what, what's wrong with our world. Right, and right. That's going to be more powerful if people can really have more independent thinking and to have own their own judgment on certain things. Now he talked about going to the planet of, of Thea Uba, which was just fascinating. Um, do you remember those? Yeah, I'm sure you remember those sections. Um, and uh, also meeting um, uh, women or, or horses, which had the heads of beautiful women, and they talked in a human language among each other. But they were very loving and kind uh, beings. I thought that was fascinating. What yes, you written. Yeah, there are also a lot of uh, unique animals on on the Uba. So oh, like no. a lot of animals similar to us, like cows, like donkeys, dolphins. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Right. No. No. And and uh, I've been told many times, Sam, that um, all these animals and plants were all everyone here. All the plants and animals were all from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are a genuine mixing pot of the universe. Yeah. Even the, the species here are all different. We're all from different races. We're all human, but we're all from some somewhere else. Even like the insects, insects, the mantis, there's a whole civilization called mantis. And they're insectoid civilization, but they're represented here as well. The reptilians are represented here through the uh, reptile and snake kingdoms. I mean, there's all kinds of different animals here, but they're all they are represented here. Yeah, are mm. represented here. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I think um, but I think one thing one of the things that President Kennedy has told me he told me this a couple of years ago is once we realize we all have the spark of God or the supreme being creator within all of us, Sam, we'll realize that if we fight with one another, we're just fighting among ourselves and just hurt ourselves. And so we're 
we're really, it, it, we would be far better off realizing that we all have the spark of God within us to create peace and harmony in the world rather than fighting because it, it serves no purpose. As the book says, uh, violence is no no use. But right, right, exactly. I totally agree. You know, you know. So um, um, the other thing too, I mean, there's lots we could talk about, um, but you'll be at my conference giving a wonderful message. I can't wait to have you as one of my speakers. And um, you talk about um, uh, uh, what's it? L a t i o n um, u s i Latosi is that right? La yes, Latosi. Latosi, and he was the last king of Mu. Is that right? Yes. Okay, tell me a little bit about him. Um, he he is, he his he died, but his spirit went to Theoba and is reincarnated there. Is that right? Or what? What is he? Is that? So the the language in the book is a little bit vague, but I guess that uh, Theobans uh, sent him to Earth to be the last king of uh, Lemuria or Mu, and then after the natural disaster that caused the destruction of the uh, civilization, right. he, the astral body left his physical body and then went back to uh, Theoba. So this is what I kind of uh, think what happened. Uh huh. Interesting. <laughs> That's fascinating, really. Um, how far is um, uh, Thea Oba Uba from here? It's in our galaxy, for sure, but I don't know how far it is. Okay, okay. The Pleiadians uh, once told me that the the diameter of our galaxy, it's shaped like a like an egg, and the diameter of the, of the galaxy, if I remember correctly, is um, it's, it's uh, 10 to the uh, square of 274 with another square after that of 46 uh, or 17, but it's it's like a double square root. It's a double square, and it's huge. It's like in the 100 percentiles. Mm -hmm. um, I Actually, I had a dream uh, two months ago uh, where they took me to the um, out, just outside of this universe, and they showed me um, um, a, 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 a seven other universes, they look like eggshells, but there was a beam of light in a zigzag pattern around these seven universes where you couldn't enter. Mm. But they showed it to me. They brought me to this point. And um, Star Trek actually, I think, was a way for disclosure um, uh, in a sci-fi sci way to show people what, what life is like beyond this planet. And there was an old um, Star Trek episode back in the 60s where Captain Kirk and Spock went to a place just beyond the universe that where there was nothing, but there was something, but there wasn't the universe ended. And then they, then they came back after that. Very interesting. They traveled for a long ways. So, um, there's a lot out there we don't know. And, um, I'm so happy for your work. Um, we've got about, um, uh, five minutes left. Uh, are there any topics you'd like to cover? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but yes. Um, one thing about the structure of the universe, it says that um, nine planets revolve around uh, a star, and nine stars revolve around a bigger star, right. and nine bigger stars revolve around an even bigger star until the source of the the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find if uh, any astronomers wants to take this task of verifying this information, right. because they already found other solar systems outside of our solar system that uh, have uh, nine different planets revolving around the star. 
So I, I think uh, this is kind of another interesting fact uh, that can be proven. I mean, just uh, one, if uh, any of your audience is astronomer, then I think it's a very good, uh, interesting or interesting project to take on. I had, uh, on that note, I interviewed um, Irvin Laszlo, who's a famous philosopher of science um, today, actually. And um, I told him about that idea. Mm. And I said that the structure of the universe actually is, is, if you look at the microcosm of neutrons and protons circling each other, is similar to our solar system and then to the galaxy. It's just a matter of perspective and scale. And I, I asked him to, to look into it. I think he'd find it interesting. He said he would. So okay, anyway, yeah, yeah, but it's interesting. And I have a feeling based upon your work and Michael, uh, Michelle's work is that as you go even beneath the, the protons and electrons, there's another level beneath that too, where you get the same kind of pattern. Is, would that be a cor uh, correct assumption? Yeah, that's a very good uh, assumption. Um, I think... Uh, other people who can remote view certain things saw certain like the structure uh, that's uh, inside of the atoms and they saw kind of a different structure, but it's kind of complicated to explain. Um, not what they see is not exactly this kind of a revolving structure, but more like a, like two columns or something like that. I forgot the exact description, but it's a very interesting idea to use remote viewers or maybe people who have psychic abilities to look at into these right. factors of atoms. Right, right. As we go into the higher dimensions, I think everyone on the planet here or those who are left will be able to communicate telepathically and we'll all be psychic at that point, I think. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, I can't wait. Well, you're doing important work and I'm so glad you're getting the, the messages out there. And um, how have people reacted to your book here in the United States? I received a lot of uh, very uh, encouraging emails. Um, and also uh, people want to learn more. And I'm very happy about it because uh, it's only through collective consciousness that can we change the world. Right, right, right. Do you think any politicians or government uh, leaders are reading your book? I haven't really started working on that yet, but I'm, I'm going to um, okay. make that as my, well, my goals. Okay. Well, I'd be happy to help you if you need help that, in figuring out. That's a range yeah. of time then to uh, name, pinpoint a few people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can we can do that. Well, uh, Sam, uh, Samuel, what's your uh, e uh, web address, please, so people could find more information about your work? Uh, Chinasona.org. Um, what, what? I'm sorry? It's chinasona.org. Oh, China. Okay. China. Yeah. China. Sona. Sona? Yeah. .org. O-R-G. Uh, slash Theoba with the capital letter T. Okay. Okay. Chinasong.org. Okay. Chinasona. Sona.org. Okay. S-S-O-N-A. Is that right? Yes. yes that's okay. Right. So China. S-O-N-A.org. Yes. That's right. Okay. Great. Great. And do you want to give out your email in case people wanted to email you? Yes, it's a, it's a S-C-H-O-N-G, the number two, at go, that's G-O, dot Pasadena, dot E-D-U. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks so much, Sam. This has been such a great interview, and I'm so happy for your wonderful work. Um, I, um, I, I hope you have a wonderful time at the Conscious Life Expo. I'm usually there every year.
I was told uh, not to go this year because there there have been threats in my life, but next year they said that I can go. So it's okay. I can wait until it's a better time. So, I'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah, you'll see me there next year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sam, thank you again so much for coming on my show. Um, I'll play this tomorrow and I look forward to seeing you next month at my conference on March 18th and 19th. Great. I'll see you. Okay. All right, my friend. We have a wonderful day and thank you again for sharing all your wisdom. All right. Bye-bye, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. That was my good friend Samuel Chong with the Thea Uba Prophecy. Thea Uba is spelled T as in Tom, H-I-A, O-O-U-B-I-A, Thea Uba Prophecy. And his website again is China Song, www.chinasona, S-O-N-A, um, uh, I think it's .com or .org. But anyway, he's a great guy and he'll be giving a presentation um, uh, at my conference. change the schedule a little bit i tried to tell i sent jesse an email but we'll be having on jesse uh, right after the next uh, pre-record i have a pre-recorded uh, interview with uh, susie smith a fantastic healer out of florida and then we'll bring uh, jesse thank you so much for being patient my friend i appreciate it but um uh, uh let's go ahead don and play that uh, recorded um uh pre-recorded interview with uh susie smith and then i'll bring on uh, jesse right after that so if you could play that now don that'd be great thank you so much Appreciate it. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I have a fantastic guest today named Susie Smith coming to us from Florida. She's a fantastic spiritual healer and um, a nurse as well, nurse for over 20 years. And she does wonderful things for people, and I'm so glad to have her here. She'll be part of my Galactic Wisdom Conference um, in March, March 18th and 19th, 2023. And I hope you can all participate and listen to my wonderful conference. Um, uh, Susie, how are you doing today? Doing great, Ted. Thank you for having me. Hey, my it's an honor to be here and share. My pleasure. So glad you're here today. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties with the video, but we still got you on audio, and that's all we really need. Um, tell us about your work, and how did you end up in the healing uh, profession? Well, uh, I'll be glad to tell you that. But before I forget, first important thing, I finished your book, and I love your new book, Journey to to the other side it is just perfect timing because it, it's like a reference book for the ascension so i i really appreciate that ted oh um, oh thank you I, I appreciate all your support too you know it took me some time to get it done but i finally did <laughs> so right well i've learned lots and lots since uh i was on one of your uh healing journeys uh to mount shasta years ago and and it just seems like um, my healing work has grown exponentially from then. But it first happened because I, um, after many, many years working in ICU, I became very sensitized to all latex rubber. And this was happened before there was any warnings on anything. So I became... Uh, 
extremely uh, allergic to all latex rubber, and they basically said, you need to walk out of here and never come back, or it oh might my, be your last, oh my God. Your wow. last visit. So I asked God to show me how to survive it, mm-hmm. because they basically were giving me no hope to survive. Of course. And I mean, it wasn't a mild sensitivity. It was a, um, I mean, I would have an anaphylaxis to a pencil racer across the room. It was, it was, I couldn't figure out how I was going to survive it. Uh-huh. But anyway, I asked Spirit to show me a way um, that I would do anything. That was not the most important thing was I told him, I told God I would do anything. And so I was shown a, uh, a holistic modality called alphabiotics, and I know you've uh, had Jeffrey on. He's a, a wonderful alphabiotist. And then after that, I learned spiritual response therapy and spiritual restructuring, and um, I had leveled up in a, an energy modality that I use. So I just um, use this work every day, and uh, I can work mm-hmm. remotely. So it's been life-changing for me and for a lot of other people who had also given up hope and didn't know how they could ever heal. Mm-hmm. But um, now it's becoming more and more mainstream. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. What I like about your work is that you've got a traditional medical background as a, being a, a nurse, and then um, you've gone into this new area of spiritual development and healing as well. So the two, I think, really augment each other and complement each other to really help people. Oh, in, indeed they do. And I still keep a toe in with a, a little nurse consulting work mm-hmm. because I know that nurses are such wonderful healers mm-hmm. because they're, they know how to be at the bedside with people one-on-one for healing. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's how we heal. That's how we share mm-hmm. is one-on-one. It, it's right. it's not really done, you know, in a classroom. When you're helping someone, it's one on one, and and you're right. It it makes a huge difference uh, right. with all that experience as a nurse. It, mm-hmm. it it's it's a wonderful, um, soul satisfying life, mm-hmm. no doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, um, everyone in traditional medicine has their role to play. But I think nurses, do you think nurses actually do more bedside manner than doctors do from your experience? Because they're, they're interacting with the patients more or is it about the same? I would say that definitely nurses have a huge healing role. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with a lot of good doctors too, and, and they certainly have their role to play as well. Mm-hmm. But, the, the um, you know, sometimes those lines get a little gray and there's a lot of people who come to hospitals because they don't know what else to do they're very ill they know they're in trouble you know they're in pain and Mm -hmm. and it might be you know spiritual pain mental pain or physical pain Mm -hmm. they don't know they just know their life isn't working anymore and so they come to a hospital and that's why I think we need to um, share an awareness that there needs to be more healing modalities available in hospitals because that's where sick people go. They don't always know how to find people like me, although it seems like every couple of weeks I get just a random phone call with a, a, a person crying on the other end saying, I don't know what to do. You know, they, they, they're reaching out for help, but they don't even 
know what's out there, what's available. So we need to uh, do a lot of education and help people to know, like, what is SRT? What is spiritual response therapy? What is spiritual restructuring? How can I have knee pain for 20 years and, and you do restructuring and all of a sudden, you know, there's no pain? And and what what is alphabiotics all about? How does it make me feel strong and, and calm again? Mm-hmm. What is what is energy work about? How can you how go down my chakras and all of a sudden now I feel like a complete person? I mean there's there's a lot of people out there that are helping and I think we just kinda need to keep sharing mm-hmm. so that people hopefully will hear what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, if you don't mind, um, would you like to give some examples of your work? Um, you know, uh, you, you don't you don't need to use names for privacy, but just some um, some examples would be great. Well, if you don't um, mind, I, in a in a typical session for me, I would um, I would use alphabetics, which is a hands on uh, to put people in. Uh, full brain conscious, uh, full brain uh, balance, and it's a wonderful modality. Uh, the spiritual response therapy. The first thing that you do is get people pre- prepared for work, and you do that by checking their spiritual committees and their high self committee to see if if it is clear and appropriate for that person, because very often um, they will need an upgrade or they will need them completely replaced. And so that way the person has better guidance. Then you, you clear those committees and you check the person very carefully to see if they have any negative attachments. That's a big deal. Uh, I don't want to talk a long, long time about it, but there are all levels of negative attachments that can latch on to people. And they, um, it's an important part of the work to remove those and to, uh, repair the, the auric field. And, and it's just really exciting to see how they feel afterwards. Oh gosh. I, I, I mean, I work on people all the time. So there's, thousands of examples I could give but the person that I worked this week that um, uh, well her family started texting me and saying that it, she was like a new person and then the person uh, texted me and said I feel like a different woman I haven't felt as healthy in decades wow. so wow. Uh, it, it makes a whole new difference when you clear the spiritual programs, the negative spiritual programs, and when you get them uh, balanced and when you replace a lot of those negative programs with positive programs. Mm-hmm. And although a lot of spiritual mm-hmm. healers don't have much to say about ego and pride, I would like to mention that uh, a big ego is an energy blocker. You can have a healthy ego, and that is uh, perfectly uh, healthy, but a lot of people have real big egos, and it is an energy blocker for Mm. being open to uh, new information and Mm -hmm. spiritual expansion. 
same with pride, including false pride, which is not even something that you've done, but maybe something you inherited or, you know, um, well, that's entitlement issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fascinating topic, actually, um, because um, I have run into people in my own readings that they're sometimes carrying, um, they've agreed to carry the karmic debt of their grandparents, grandparents, uh, grandmothers, even going back several generations. Um, there was one lady I did a reading for in the Dominican Republic back in um, 2018, 17, I think it was 18. And um, she originally had had conquistadors coming from Spain to um, the Dominican, what was then, what is now the Dominican Republic. I think they call it Hispaniola. And um, she was still carrying some of that karmic debt from seven generations back, going back to the 1580s, uh, uh, 16th, 17th centuries. Um, but, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a can, good, very good point. Yeah. And that's part of the spiritual response therapy work is mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. a genetic clearing. And we go back uh, seven and sometimes now nine generations sure, right. and clear the DNA and the chromosomes from uh, uh, certain traumas that that their progeny have have carried on just like you say they've they've carried the burden for so long and when you do the 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 genetic uh clearing (laughs) that energy is just gone they can be aware of it but it's not affecting them anymore right exactly it's fascinating topic also i know native americans talk about spirits in alcohol and that can create cracks in your aura as as can drugs um, and once those cracks are there, you can have negative entities come in and attach you, attach themselves to your soul and make you wait, act in ways that are not you, but something else or someone else. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Spirits mm-hmm. love spirits, as we say. Right. But right. The thing is, Ted, is that um, for a uh, person who is a chronic drinker, I mean, I can repair that work and clear those spirits out but there still is an element of free will this is the planet of free will so if they continue to make the same choices i can't change that right and and you'd be surprised how many people um do choose to continue making really choices that are are, are killing them and certainly hurting their their family. Okay, let me give you a hypothetical as well. This one's a little different, but I think it's you probably have dealt with it. Well, if somebody has been abducted and their eggs or sperm taken forcibly by the greys or the reptilians um, to create a hybrid species, as you know, back in March of '54, um, then President U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower agreed with the reptilians and the greys to allow them those creepy beings to abduct humans and steal our eggs and and uh, sperm to create a hybrid human um, human reptilian human gray population on this planet to take us over anyway I've had a lot of problems with this agreement it's completely illegal but they have done that um, if, if those people and they often do it multi-generationally so they may do it to the grandparents and then the parents and then their offspring as well um, are there blocks to that as well where the humans are actually comfortable in using getting used like a breeder for this alien species i wouldn't think anybody would ever get used to it but from your experience have you dealt with cases like that yes i have 
and and I will add that one of the things, because of course all of uh, all of all spiritual modalities are constantly expanding, and one thing that has happened in the last few years is that uh, I'm clearing. Um, mind control programs and implants uh implants uh i used to see it of course but now it's a different kind of implant we used to see implants from lemuria or from atlantis and and would clear them spiritually but now uh there's a lot more implants um now the abductee part is um that's a huge topic. I mean, you could write a whole book about it because those people throw up red flags in several different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it is a huge um, issue. I've only interacted with a couple of them, and it, it's a real uh, – they have to want it. And, st- and stick with the work. I will say that, mm-hmm. and it, and it's definitely affected um, their family, their children, and and so you can you can clear it off their DNA and their chromosomes. It, it takes a lot of concerted, focused uh, yeah, work right. to to clear that kind of thing. Now, I was as a teenager, I was abducted by Grays, and I'm sure that that did happen. I'm sure I did have. Mm-hmm. Um, that done to me because it was an extremely negative experience. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they put anything in me so much as just took from me. Right. And, and, um, right. Right. And maybe right. I, I have uh, hybrid children around somewhere. I don't know. You do, I, but they're I, not living now. None of them survived because they couldn't get any love. That's one thing the Greys try to give them, and they don't—they don't know love because they don't have it. They don't have any chakras. They don't have any emotions. They're not human. But that's the problem I have with the shot program: is that it takes the shots themselves take away people's um, chakra system, and it, it renders them incapable of having any feelings like love or compassion. It's gone. They're not human right. anymore. Even as humans, you know, in as a response to being hurt terribly by family or or experiences mm-hmm. will shut down our uh, heart chakra. But let right. me tell you, right. if you shut down to the bad, you shut down to the good. So that's a, also an important part of yeah. SRT is to uh, be sure that the chakras are all uh, open and, and functioning. Right. It's, it's right. very important. By wow. the way, I don't mean to have you talk about anything that's uncomfortable if it is just tell me um we have lots of things to talk about today so um i just want to be respectful of that as well um the um um the implants you talk about um i know from um there's quite a bit of research done on the implants they used to be metallic about the size of a rice that the grays and the reptiles were put in people since that time i've seen them shift uh they shifted back in 19 86 or 87, I believe, to the astral plane, where they started putting um, the the implants um, in a um, in the astral plane of people. And I was told by a, a friend who is in touch with benevolence is that um, the reptiles and the greys themselves had captured a human civilization in another, in another part of this galaxy where they discovered technology where they could do that. So they reversed engineered it and used it as well to enslave this population with astral, um, with implants in the astral plane to turn us negative. Um, but that was interest, another interesting story. I would 
said that that is entirely possible uh, because sometimes I work on people and they they uh, they have very little of their soul left. Right. Um, I I do request and and uh, a soul retrieval, but I mean, again, this is, I mean, I certainly haven't figured out how to do a lot of spiritual work. I, there's no way that I figured out how to do it en masse. This is working individual to individual, but yes, right. losing a, a right. lot of their soul is part of it. So clearing um, uh, venom package is also a new thing since the whole scamdemic occurred, right, yeah. and that, in, that involves... Uh, clearing toxicity and clearing uh, <clears throat> spiritual parasites, which is how they show up in the work that I do mm. from what you're discussing, which is like nanotechnology and tiny um, right. c- uh, controlling chips. So um, clearing, I mean, I just created a package, but it does involve um, uh Spiritual parasites, spiritual viruses, toxicity, and also attachments to blood. Because, I mean, you can't help but notice that, you know, blood clotting is a huge part of, of the negative picture from, um, right. from the, the mRNA jabs. Right, exactly. There, there's a lot of issues going on on this planet right now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, um, each jab has 187 diseases in it, all of which are lethal. And there's not one good thing in any of them. So the people thinking that they're um, uh, safe and effective is anything but that. It's uh, propaganda, I guess you could call it. Um, But um, anyway. Sometimes it's confusing to know, like, um, where to focus. My default is always love because love is yeah. the most powerful That's force mm-hmm. in the universe and humans are very good at love mm-hmm. so when when i'm not sure which, which, which way to go i always default to love mm-hmm. and when i focus on love i feel clear and i feel balanced and i know what to do next and i think that because we are on this ascension path, we have to really remember that. And remember, that's where our power is, is in love. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Albert Einstein's here, and he agrees with you totally, as is uh, President Kennedy. And um, the Beatles are here, too. Um, and they're all, say- yeah, they're all saying that uh, the most important and profound in, uh, force in the universe is love. And that's why they sang, all you need is love. <laughs> so that's right. They just popped in. It's not frivolous. It's no. not something to be mocked or made fun of. It really right. is powerful. Right. And I'll be glad when we can say that without scoffing or making fun of people who are, are, are aware of this incredible power that we humans have. Right. Our power is not in technology. That's right. Our power is is in our love, in the force of love. Mm-hmm. It's that like that book that, that um, uh, gosh, I read it in my first year in, in alphabetics. I had a reading list that lasted for a year and a half before I could even start classes. And, and, and the book was Power Versus Force, and your friend Carolyn uh, talked about that book recently on one of your shows. And oh, it is an Carolyn awesome White, book. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Uh, it, it, it discusses in detail, you know, the, the different levels of consciousness, and it's a really uh, good primer for comprehending, you know, why we need to understand the, 
Well, Professor Einstein, um, President Kennedy, and the and the Beatles would certainly agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's great. That's great. Well, let's say let's 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 give a hypothetical. Um, You don't have to mention, of course, this is just an example of what uh, the success you've had, and I know you've had a lot of success with people. Let's say somebody comes in and they've had a pain in their hip for for decades, hypothetically. And um, they don't know what's going on. They've been traditional medical doctors, can't figure out what's going on. And you've been able to help them because maybe you you removed a blockage or a program or a past life injury. How does that work exactly um, when you do that? Well, uh, hip and back issues are very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and i got to tell you, sometimes it depends on how strong their belief system is you know uh, there's there's two different things that we clear beliefs beliefs and major beliefs but uh, I make sure that they've already made the rounds that they've been to the regular doctor they've had blood work they've gone to the orthopedist they've you know if that's uh, I just want to see normally when people get to me they've already done all that other stuff right I mean if they if they have it it doesn't matter i can still do my work because it's sure. not going to be harmful sure. but usually they they're giving me their diagnosis you know and usually they have four or five different diagnoses or they're like oh well this and this and so they're they're convinced that this has happened so i just agree with them and i say well that may be true or that's probably true but we can still do this because it's true, and if you are completely convinced of your diagnosis, well, then for you, that is your reality. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't expand your reality. So what I would do is that I would, um, first of all, I always check in with spirit, and I ask spirit, am I supposed to work on this person? And so if, and normally I do get a yes, but if I get a no, I will not work on them. Right, right. You always that, uh-huh, that's that's the first thing you got to do is is check in with spirit. Right, exactly. So if I'm working with them, I'll probably uh, do an alphabetic alignment and and then do some energy work and make sure that their chakras are open and they're often mm-hmm. not open at all. So opening uh, chakras and giving them an energy treatment would be next. And then while they're relaxed. I'm going to uh, connect with their high self and mm-hmm. make sure that their uh, spiritual guidance is all in order, which is kind of a process. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to start uh, doing what I call foundation work and just clearing negative emotions and discordant energies and just a few things that will help immediately, like panic, panic control, terror, doubt, blocks to faith. All of those energies are going to make you feel terrible. Mm-hmm. So just getting those clear those clear will help the person relax. And as you know, it's always much easier to heal from anything when you're relaxed. So right. then I go to books and charts, and I start looking for what it is. And, you know, it's happened uh, several times that I was surprised by the answer. You know, maybe it's curses that they had in a lifetime, you know, uh, 800 years ago or something. Right, you right. never know. Mm-hmm. It, could be, mm-hmm. it could be anything. I, mm-hmm. I, I never try to guess because I can't even imagine. There's so mm-hmm. many choices of what it could be. Right, right. But say, mm-hmm. for example, 
they have this hip problem. I would go to the restructuring part, which is an right. advanced form of this work, and I would just start doing corrections right. uh, from from the bottom to the top, tailbone, sacrum, and then I would check for high hip or left hip, or mm-hmm. if their hip is jammed. That's mm-hmm. pretty often, actually. Mm-hmm. And when you unjam somebody's hip, I promise you the pain relief is immense. Oh, I bet it and is, then, yeah. And then the torque energies, which is a twisting energy, those are energies that can be cleared spiritually. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds hard to believe, but the proof is in the Well, let me give you a little example. Um, um, uh, uh, perhaps it's um, uh, interesting. In my own life, I um, in my last life, I was um, I was German, and um, but by November of '44, I got pretty disillusioned with the Nazis, and I hated Hitler. And so I was executed uh, in Berlin, and a bullet went right through my um, top of my right, my chest, just below my throat. And I was born with that, what the doctors couldn't figure it out. They said it was a birth defect, and so later I had it removed. But you're often born, I think, with uh, uh, sometimes what they call birth defects or things on your body um, or, or uh, the different physical problems, which are leftovers from a previous life or lives. Yes. And... Um, Anyway, it's um, yes, yeah. So, absolutely, uh, that is true. Yeah. That is true, and there, there was that was given as um, uh, part of the spiritual response training. Is in the books, uh, Robert Detzler, uh, in, in in he developed this entire work. He was a Unity Church minister, and he it's a great story of how he developed this work. But he gave lots of examples where that very thing uh, did occur, mm-hmm. and. And uh, problems that they had were left over from uh, situations. It, it, it's, it does happen occasionally that you get a person that comes in and you're just looking at them, but you're trying not to look at them because they've got like a sword sticking out of them. And, and you're just, you can't wait to like get them relaxed so you can actually do the work and remove the, the sword because look how many lifetimes we've lived. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, thousands yeah. and thousands. Right. So right. things have happened. We've right. died in all kinds of ways. And some right. of them were so traumatic that we're still carrying an energetic imprint from them. That's right. Absolutely. And sometimes I run into people who have um, a morbid fear, fear of heights, another morbid fear of water where they've drowned before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, they never uh-huh. got over it. Um, they have uh, uh, certain situations are very traumatic for them. Um, and you, it, that kind of situation, typically you can go into a past life and find out why. And once you heal that and heal the soul that experienced trauma from that, then they heal now. In, in this reality, in this third dimension. Um, That's right. That's right. You know. I love that you're bringing that up because uh, phobias are something that uh, can be e- not, well, I won't say easily. I mean, mm-hmm. you still have to know what you're doing, but they can be treated by different modalities. And tapping is a modality that a lot of people are using um, uh, in hospitals, in schools, helping school children with test anxiety and things. And sometimes, even in my own work, the body will hold a memory of something, and I'll go through a, a couple of rounds of tapping, and that's what will make it go away 100%. By tapping? So I, oh, uh, pardon me. Oh. But could you define tapping, please? Uh, well, uh, let me think now. Uh, the first time I studied mm-hmm. it was back in 
the late, I, I, I believe the name was Diamond, John Diamond. There's a lot of people that have expanded. Uh, Gary, Gary, yeah, not young, I think he was Young Living Oil. I can't remember, but there have been several people that have really done a good job of advertising and marketing the uh, help that tapping can do. They had a different word for it. Uh, the uh, emotional re- emotional release technique. And and it's, it's, it's very helpful. Honestly, I think everybody on the planet needs to learn at least one modality. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, I've, right. I've studied three very intensely and have others that I do as needed. Mm-hmm. But everybody can learn a modality. Mm-hmm. Um, in the particular area uh, where I live, uh, I mean, there's probably, you know, um, dozens of people who now do Reiki. A lot mm-hmm. of people have heard about sure, Reiki. Right. Well, Reiki yeah. is even very popular in, in hospitals in Hawaii. In Honolulu, you go into the hospital, you get a you get a, a pamphlet on if you would like to be offered Reiki before your surgery. That's the way it needs to be everywhere. Right. You know, right. and yeah. of course, uh, uh, an experienced uh, healer is going to be able to offer more than just one modality, but everything is real important. And, and, and Reiki is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I use it every day. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful modality, but there's lots of different modalities out there. And, and I would just love it if people were, you know, um, texting you and saying, well, what are some of the modalities I could be, mm-hmm. you know, I might be good at, or I might could learn, or, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of learning left to do in yeah. this world, and, yeah. and that's a, such a positive direction. Yeah. Well, I, I have to tell you, too, there's another part of this, and I know you know this, but, like, as we shift into the higher dimensions, we're in third, going into fourth. We'll be in fifth later this year, um, and there's no stopping us. We can go all the way up to the eighth or even ninth dimension if we so choose in the next couple of years. But as we go into the higher dimensions, I think these modalities become very important as people understand um, that a lot of solutions to better health and um, living a happy life uh, lie in recognizing that um, there are solutions, but they're in higher dimensions, and they don't fit into a neat package of third-dimensional reality. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and let, me, let me tell you, Ted, I'm not saying, you know, don't go to your regular doctor and, you know, get help for your, uh, you know, get your medications for your asthma or your thyroid or something. But what I am saying is also be aware of what the more holistic aspects of that is. If you're uh, taking thyroid medication, be aware of if you're taking and getting enough iodine. And also there's correlations. Remember Louise Hay and the book she wrote, you know, back in the, I don't know, 60s about heal your own life. Mm -hmm. And she talked about, you know, people who have thyroid issues that in past lives that came from cursing God. Well, you can certainly understand how that could happen. Sure, right. You know, been in an earthquake and lost your whole family, you, you, you know, it could happen. Mm-hmm. But you need to know this, the spiritual and mental aspects of something other than just physical. There was a story I heard some years ago, and I'll share it with you now. I haven't thought of this in a long time. But many people um, in Germany after World War II, and when they passed, you know what happened to them? What? 
they actually became, they reincarnated as Native Americans in North America. And, and because um, during, the, during the, uh, the Hitler regime, of course, people, they said that they were the Aryan race and superior to other people here on the planet. So they reincarnated to becoming Native Americans, where sadly a lot of Native Americans here on the planet are, you know, are, are uh, receive a lot of uh, not really good treatment, and they just they they experience the discrimination. Um, but um, it was their own karmic lesson to experience life, what it's like, um, you know, getting that kind of discrimination, where they thought before they thought before that they were the top end of the scale. Interesting little thing, a spiritual tidbit of information I, I learned many years ago. I heard that story. That's so interesting. And, mm -hmm. and perfect justice, isn't there? You know, yeah. universal law, there's yeah. always perfect yeah. justice. may not be right now, but eventually... Oh, that's very interesting. I, I, I had a, I had a, yeah, my pleasure. I had a client, um, it was, oh my goodness. It was 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago anyway, I knew this lady who, um, she was from Germany and she had this strong desire for Native American, uh, everything was Native American and, and vice versa, the same thing has happened where Native Americans have reincarnated in Germany. Um, and, um, and it was kind of like this revolving door where it swung both ways to give them a perspective on things. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you. So, um, wow. I'd heard, I've yes. heard of instances I, that happening. So I never thought of that connection. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always learning new things about native Americans. My, my son gave me a book about native American healing years ago. And every time I pick it up, I learn something. It wasn't, it was only less than three months ago. I was trying to help a person that had a severe uh, lung problem. And all of a sudden I heard try the maracas. And I thought, who said that? But then I realized, well, there's always a lot of Native Americans around here. Right. So I got up and I and I and I took the maracas and I shook the maracas. Could you could you explain and, what maracas are for people who don't understand what they are? Well, they're like they're like a rattler musical instrument. Okay. Uh -huh. Musical Great. instrument. Uh -huh. But when you think about uh, medicine men in ancient cultures, they often used an instrument like a gourd that had seeds in it that you would shake and it would mm -hmm. make a, you know, a chick 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 Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, uh, right. It has a vibration, but it also has a tone and, and there's even a rhythm to it. And, and I started doing that just because I was told to. And when spirit tells me something positive to do, I generally do it. Okay. And, Good. and, yeah. and Good. it was very extremely helpful. And she was a music teacher, so she got it immediately. Interesting. Could you hold on just for a second, please? Just a minute, please. Yes. Uh, hello, friends. This is what uh, she's, uh, uh, Susie's talking about. These are called maracas. These are from Peru. When you shake them like little gourds, they can use those, she uses those in healing. They're great for that. And uh, thank you so much for, for mentioning that, because that's a, it's an important thing to, for people to re remember. And I guess that brings up another point, too, is that there's lots of ways to heal, isn't there? Lots of different modalities. There's just not Absolutely. one way. There's many different ways. Uh-huh. Absolutely. The singing bowls are wonderful. Oh, singing bowls, of course. Uh, They're wonderful. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I know a Reiki master who uses toning with her own beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. um, it, mm -hmm. There's something that will 
appeal to everybody. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot to know about essential oils. You can, uh, that's a whole area of oh, right. Right. expertise too. Right. Um, it's good to know something that is helpful for an emergency. The universal energy that I practice has uh, an emergency aspect to it. You can always request an emergency healing treatment, and, and it's very powerful. Um, there's just so many choices. You just have to um, start wherever you are with what you've got and go forward. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, do you think uh, one day or someday traditional medicine uh, in the West here will incorporate these other modalities, um, which are called alternative now, into their own practice? Do you think it'll be that'll ever come about? It, it's going to vary uh, according to you know the, the person. I, I know a lot of mm-hmm. doctors who have come to me for my work, and they're very open. But, you know, their environment doesn't allow much in that direction yet. Right. But that's changing. That's all sure. All changing. Right. I mean, I can't, right. I can't do the work that I do as a nurse. But there have been times when I did because, you know, the person was completely maxed out on uh, on pain medications. And yet they were still just... Uh, in extreme pain and I said well can I just you know do a little touch therapy for you and see if they can help relax you and it was extremely helpful but mm-hmm. I mean there are certain things that you can start with you know it just depends on the situation mm-hmm. absolutely you know, I absolutely. would love to be able to offer it and I have offered it formally to uh, hospital people but they would just kind of look at me and say you know, I don't think we're ready for that, but the world's changing, so maybe they will become ready for that. I think they will. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of um, a lot of doctors and nurses in the healthcare profession professions are um, passing away because of the shot program. In Canada, there's almost 150 doctors who are now dead thanks to the shot program there, and um, that's a big impact on a country. Um, on any on any area, and as they go um, from their misplaced trust in big pharma and government, um, I think they'll be replaced by people who are interested in alternative me- methods. I wish it didn't have to happen, or not not I shouldn't say it didn't have to happen, but I wish it wasn't happening. I wish they would have woken up, um, but um, I don't know. It's it's um, it's, it's, it's well, you troubling. Know, Ted, we've, we've- touched on this before about the assistance that we're getting from off-planet right. benevolent beings. And, right. and I know they're beaming lots of high-frequency uh, high positive energy on the planet. So mm-hmm. um, they are. I, hope that, I, I hope that, you know, that's helping. that's open for help gets the help that they want. Right. Right. I know them. Our Plidian brothers and sisters um, are have been bombarding the planet ever since November 2018 um, with high energy vibrations. And they told me about, I think, a year ago or two years ago. No, I think it was a year ago, almost, more than a year ago, a little more than a year ago. Planet Earth itself had reached a tipping point where it had, it had um, 
uh, on balance gone over to the positive side in terms of vibrations. So people, it helped people wake up. It helped people become aware of how they can heal themselves. And you're seeing that now. Because even though we've had quite a few people um, dead and dying from the shop program, there's not quite as many as, as the negatives wanted. They wanted to wipe out 95% of us, but they're not going to reach that goal, uh, fortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, th yeah. Th I think we're learning a lot about ourselves. And I I'd like to remind everybody that, you know, ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. Ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, well, I'm not going to give lectures today. I'm just sharing. But there's a yeah. lot that you can do. Don't underestimate, you know, your own uh, power. Just keep right. talking to spirit. Right, right. Well, yeah, I think it's a mentor. You might mm -hmm. need, you know, some one-on-one -on -one help. I mean, I asked for a mentor, and before I could even open the door and and uh, walk out into the hallway, I, boom, they were there. I mean, mm -hmm. ask for the help that you need. Mm -hmm. That's right. And help yourself first. Mm -hmm. You have to start with yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes total sense, of course. Because if, if you're not clear, then you can't be clear with other, other people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I hope you don't mind me asking you this again, um, uh, Susie, but um, tell us a couple of miracle stories that, that are just amazing that you've had with uh, successes you've had with people. I think that would, be, that would be nice if you don't mind sharing that. Oh, gosh. It could be anything, you know. It could be really anything. Um, miracle every week, Ted. It's, okay, it's well, talk about the last one you have. <laughs> um, well, the, the lady uh, in Wyoming was probably, let's see, was that the last? I have to look at my schedule book to even, because the, the thing about this work is, I've worked on so many thousands of people now, that right. as soon as I am finished, generally speaking, I let go of it. I don't really hold on to it and yeah, think about I, it again. I do that. I do that too. Person, it gets to be too much. Yeah. yeah. The next person needs my complete full focus. Mm -hmm. right. Um, right. You know, the pain relief uh, ones are, are always fascinating because, you know, it's just so immediately obvious, mm -hmm. you know, um, <laughs> Uh, gosh, I'd have to think about that. What kind of? It's okay. Uh, it's all right. Well, I think the thing is, I think the message um, uh, to tell people is that we are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a better and hap and healthier and happier planet. And as part of that, right. we all have the ability to heal ourselves. We just need to realize it in a way. I think you know, that's, we just need knowledge and wisdom about it. You can't right. just, you know, say, oh, well, I decided this morning I'm going to, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of beautiful information out there. Right. And keep reading. Feed yourself spiritually and mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. You know, never underestimate, mm -hmm. you know, the control that you have over your own life. That's you know, right. plan a few potatoes. Eat organic. Right. You know, the, I think uh, uh, the book that I... Um, recently read was the one uh, that your friend Samuel uh, translated and Samuel and that Tong, was a yeah. very expensive book holy moly you know that, that was a very very expensive book yeah and that will yeah. definitely expand your mind and and get you um, 
thinking in directions that you probably weren't. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to turn this into a conversation of just talking about galactics, but um, I've talked with you before about our galactic experiences. And the higher vibration that you go, the more that that is um, a part of our lives right. because they have access to us because of right. our higher frequency. Right. That's right. That's right. Just for my listeners, um, the, the book is called The Thea Uba Prophecy, and Thea Uba is spelled T as in Ted, H as in Harry, I, A as in Apple, two O's, uh, and then U, B as in Boy, A. And the uh, the author is a Frenchman named Michel, M-I-C-H-E-L, and his last name is spelled D as in David, E-S, M as in Mary, A-R-Q, U-E-T. And um, Samuel Chong, C-H-O-N-G, uh, translated it from the French into English. Did a great job. And, it, and you know what? It's available on his website. Um, uh, let me see. I think it's called China Chinasong.com or .org, I, I, something like that. But if anybody has more questions how to order it, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. I didn't know he had a... China Song website. Yeah, okay. he had it. I think it's that's what he said. It was ChinaSong.org.com. Uh-huh. Well, we are, uh, I hope you wouldn't mind me saying this, this planet, although we have immense power because of our humanness and our love, we have so much um, available to us. But we, we are, because there is still violence and aggression on this planet, right. we're considered a level one. And the Thea... Uba, I'm not sure how you say That's that. That's correct, the Uba. Uh-huh. Uh, planet is a nine. And so uh, it, it's very helpful to read those kinds of things and think, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's, you know, that's um, a, a direction for a lot of, of uh, healing and, and um, advancements. <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think uh, Adama and the Telosians, and of course our Plidian brothers and sisters, um, and a- other advanced um, uh, human humans beyond this planet can show us uh, the way and help us uh, through this transitionary uh, period, because they all went through it themselves. They all started out in lower dimensions, working themselves up the uh, spiritual ladder, um, and so it's been done before. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, though. That's that's going to be the topic of my fourth book, um, and uh, which I've already started. I need uh, to do some well, more work. Good on it. deal on that. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I have had uh, frequent Telosian visitors ever since. You know, the the uh, trip on your uh, sp- spiritual healing trips to right. Mount Shasta, right. and and they are just sparkling everywhere right now. They're very happy to to hear about that. Oh, and good. Very encouraging you to to finish up that next book. I will. Perhaps this evening I'll do some work on it. That's a good thing to do, or this weekend. Yeah, that's a that's a good oh, thing. Gosh. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you. how positive and and uh, you know just how good you are about sharing uh, lots of information and wisdom of in course. your show. I tell you, it's um, it's we- wonderful that you're making all, all this available. Well, my my pleasure. You know, we're all here together. Um, and we are one, no matter where you are on this planet, no matter what language you're, uh, you speak, no matter race, creed, or color, we are all, in fact, one. And what's kind of sad, in a way, is that 
the cabal or negatives, whatever you want to call them, have been doing their darndest to make us go into another war, which people don't want, uh, don't need. I mean, uh, you look at uh, what the U.S. government's doing now is absolutely criminal, but all you can, all you can do is, is can keep on what they used to say, keep on trucking with uh, love and light and sending us much positive vibrations and energy out there because ultimately, as as um, uh, Professor Einstein would say, um, John F. Kennedy and the Beatles would all certainly agree upon that uh, love is the most powerful and important force in, in the universe, and we should continue that as well. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I want to remind uh, everybody that no is a complete sentence. So if you're asked to do something that morally and, and spiritually you cannot do or you you it's against your conscience do, or heart then, mind. Then, yeah. Then just say no. I just say I, no. I right. I mean that sounds like a political thing or something. But what I mean is let the chips fall where they may. Don't do something that is going to, you know, uh, be against your own ethics and your own right. morality. Right. Right. You know, stay right. stay in your own heart. That's right. right. That's right. You know what Nancy Reagan used to say in the eighties about? Um, I think I do. She did like just say no. Yeah, she did. She did say that. Just if you don't want to get pregnant, just say no to premarital sex. I think. I think was that what that was about? I thought it was about drugs. Well, that too. I mean, people used it for both drugs and and premarital sex. So who knows? But anyway, <laughs> just say no. Oh gosh. But but I, but but Susie, I know. you're right. You're right. I know when, when yeah. you're asked to do something uh, against your morals, uh, against your ethics, you do have to say no. Right. You just say no. You know. You know. Um, if you've got a government like in the United States that orders you to go um, to the Ukraine to fight a war nobody wants, just say no because Biden's not not our president. He's fake. It's totally fake. Why go? Why why obey somebody who doesn't exist except on a CGI screen? So. That was interesting, wasn't it? Um, the, the the CGI screen technology has advanced yeah. so far; it's beyond what I could have even imagined yeah. a year ago. I know, I know. And the masks that they can use on people to make people uh, look like Biden—you know—I think there's what they have four actors uh -huh. playing him, and you can always tell because there's a little line <laughs> at the lower part of the neck where the mask goes in. I guess it's latex and. You know, I couldn't even listen to what they were saying. I was so busy looking, wondering if that mask was, was going to just plop up and hit them in the mouth or something. Well, it could. Uh, it could. You know, it I could. was pretty shocked that they didn't do a better job on that. You know, they I think they they're they, trying they, to wake people up. Really, right? I think they're trying to wake, wake people up and get them uh, aware of this. You would hope so, but you know, there's that nineteen um, sixty. The article about um, Kennedy's assassination in New Zealand was published uh, while President Kennedy was still alive. I told you about that before, and you think that'd wake him up. But anyway, I've got a copy of the paper if anybody wants it. So anyway, yeah, it it, yeah. it is amazing uh, that a lot of people are just still walking around asleep on so many levels. I, I know. You know, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, when you start waking up, but uh, we're not going to have a choice. We're going to have to because there's things we have to change. That's true. Either you yeah. change and wake up or you'll get slaughtered. Bottom line. So, um, 
like the Jews did in Nazi Germany. Um, I know. I saw it. I was there in my previous life. Any, anyway, um, you do fantastic work, um, uh, Susie, and I'm so glad you could come on today. To tell. Now, you'll be giving a presentation at my Galactic Wisdom Conference, and I want to thank you so much for that. That'll be on March. I will, I, I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a blast. We'll right. have some fun, for sure. Right, right, right. And um, I know your website. Lots more examples. I know your website's under construction, so if anybody would like to... Um, Get a hold of um, uh, Susie for a consultation. Just have them send me an email, and I'll get her the message. Uh, my email is outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. And um, Susie, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I was wondering if you'd like to um, to maybe uh, what, what final words of wisdom would you like to share with, with my audience today? Well, one thing that I would like to remind everybody is that they can talk to spirit. And, and it helps to say things out loud. Mm -hmm. So if you're in your car, if you're taking a walk in nature, uh, nature is hugely important. Um, and, and it's real important to remember that your feet or moccasins that don't have rubber soles, that's how you want to walk. You want to connect to Mother Earth. And there's... Uh, the way that you are in one area of life is generally the way that you are in all areas of life. So be loving and uh, attention to how you care for everything. And of course, including your animals. You know, I think we're all great animal lovers. And hopefully in the times ahead, you know, our, our animals will have a much uh, better and happier and more healthy life too. Right, exactly. God bless all the people who take care of our animals. Mm -hmm. Didn't didn't um, Michael Chong in the Thea Bua uh, uh, prophecy talk about uh, the measure of civilization on a planet is how they treat their animals? Isn't that something? Oh, I think I think he probably did. Yeah, I yes, think he said that, that as I would just recall. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So if you slaughter your animals and treat them with disrespect, it's a measure of. Um, how civilized or lack of civilization you have, regardless of what technology. Technology, um, uh, civilization is a lot more than than computer games and computers and and uh, AI technology. It's a spiritual heart, in my opinion. That's the most important part of a civilization. And if you don't have love, you don't have compassion. You don't got nothing in my book. Yeah. Well, here's another example for you, Ted. I 15 years ago, I was awakened. Um, early one morning and and there was a loud very clear voice in my head mm -hmm. which said you don't eat meat anymore and that was and I and I woke up and I said and, and it took me a full second to realize okay this is spirit talking to me and I said what about fish that was the first thing I said okay. and spirit said nope no fish okay. and I said eggs and spirit said yeah eggs are okay okay and right. i said dairy and he said okay yeah dairy's okay and that was the gift was for that was there never not once have i craved it so uh never not once have a what sorry there. never not once have a what i didn't catch that sorry 
never, not once have I craved. Oh, I craved. Any, I see. Any okay. kind of meat or fish, mm-hmm. even though previously mm-hmm. I always loved it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ask for what you want in life and just know that if you're trying, the universe will conspire to assist you in that's every right. way possible. And, then, and there's a corollary to that, too, is that's that. Be careful what you wish for. You might get it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's so. right. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Ted. Oh, my my pleasure, Susie. I'm so glad um, you could be on my show today, and I can't wait to have you as part of my Galactic Wisdom Conference um, in March, March 18th and 19th. Well, you have a beautiful day, and thank you again so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. We'll see you then. Okay. All All right. right. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Susie Smith, a wonderful spiritual uh, and uh, healer from Florida. She'll be part of my Galactic Wisdom Conference. And now my next guest is Jesse Howell. He's been waiting patiently all this time. I, 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 I had to, I'm so sorry, Jesse. I had to switch the time for you. But uh, let's see if we can get you on now. I know the audience is waiting for you. Um, let's see if we can um, – let me see if we can get here now. Uh, I'll just type him a note. Um, I'm ready. Oh, great. Great, my friend. Okay, great. Can you, can you, um, can you, do you have your camera on or? Yeah. Okay, great. Great. We'll have to ask. Oh, there you are. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Thanks for being so patient today. Let me do this here. Um, anyway, Jesse has a fantastic show. We might be able to go um, past um, 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, 2 p.m. Mountain. I don't know. It depends on the next next show but if we can we'll, we'll i'll sure keep you on longer or i'll just have you on again my friend to make up for the uh, lost time but uh anyway um uh, jesse tell me a little bit about yourself i know you have a wonderful radio show and i've been on your show um in in um at the uh, the missing link you have a singing bowl there right fantastic oh those are great what, what um is that a tibetan singing bowl or what what kind is it okay yeah, it's a Tibetan singing bowl. Uh, my favorite number is eight. When I came across this at the Rock and Gem Shop, it was $88. So I knew this was the one I tested out. I tried out all the different singing bowls they had. And the one that was $88 was the one for me. And I've been uh, doing this in the background. I heard you guys talking about how frequencies are helping to heal the world. And, you know, you talked a little bit about the Tibetan singing bowl. So I went and got mine and I've been playing it here in the background while you guys were on just to raise the vibration of the collective. Oh, how lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Great. Well, I love your work, Jesse. You you know, you, you, we, we say, uh, we both do the same thing make trying to make the world a better place by raising consciousness and, you know, sharing information. And, and, um, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, um, Jesse, you're welcome to, t- to talk about anything you like. Uh, you are limited though. Um, my producer, Don said that you could only use up to 50 swear words per hour. So anyway, that's the only thing, uh, he might give you more if you want, but, uh, <laughs> Well, I stopped drinking almost, uh, or just over nine years ago. So uh, my uh, trucker mouth has definitely cooled down since I stopped stopped drinking alcohol. So um, I, I try to, you know, be very um, 
very clear with my words and you know I, I'm not against swearing but I'm just trying to you know limit that especially anytime I have or listening to somebody that's swearing my mom's listening she'll be like oh why are you listening to that garbage and like so she doesn't really like the swear words but you won't catch too many of them coming from me okay great great Jesse how did you get started with your radio show um, I always like to ask people because it, it gives them a little bit of understanding of how they got to this point in life well, I've been awake and aware probably most of my life, if not all my life. I've always been kind of different. Um, once I started to, you know, comprehend power structures of the world, I wanted to change things, wanted to become prime minister of the country for a long time, just so I could, you know, mm -hmm. give it back to the people. So this was, you know, 30 plus years ago that I was meeting with people trying to see if we can take back the government and all these kind of things. And um, so I've been on a journey to wake people up for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. um, once Facebook and social media came along, then, you know, I've been able to connect with a lot of different people. So I've um, been doing it for 15 years straight on social media. Um, wow. You know, about maybe about six years ago, I started doing uh, live um, videos, um, you know, doing different things. I had a friend maybe like four years ago. She wanted to talk about all these different discussions. Um, she had uh, 45 different topics, whether it was, you know, love, peace, abundance, uh, equanimity. She had all these different words. And uh, so I wrote down definitions and then we went and she'd never done lives before. And she knew that I was doing lives. I was joining people, talking about the world, doing different things, just nothing structured, just here and there, just trying to wake people up. So I went 90 days straight with her. Um, you know, every day for 90 days, we did the 45 topics twice in a row. Um, so that got obviously me really comfortable behind, uh, you know, the speaking and behind the camera and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, when the lockdown first happened, um, we decided to, uh, you know, well, I, at the time there was a meditate for the earth day with David Wilcock, you know, I think it was in March. I remember that. Or, I remember that. March, March or April. So that yeah. was like the first day that I decided I wanted to go live again. And, uh, um, I took my Tibetan singing bowl. They were playing their Tibetan singing bowl. So show you my. I don't know if you can see the Buddha in there. Oh, how cool. What a beautiful bowl. That's great. <laughs> uh -huh. And so I uh, I uh, decided to go live on my Facebook, got mm -hmm. the Tibetan singing bowl. I was ringing the singing bowl with them. I told everybody, let's meditate with the, with the Earth Day. I was promoting it lots. And then all of a sudden, there was like 15, 20, 30 people who showed up on there. And they're, this is great. We love that you need to do this, like start coming on and doing this more. So um, we, I decided we go to the next day, um, come on. Um, you know, then I put a little bit of uh, uh, music on and I, I danced a little bit. And um, then I put on a, uh, I don't know if I, we did it right away, but I started doing a guided meditation and then putting on healing frequencies, doing the Tibetan singing bowl. So we all kind of were doing this every single day since that meditate for the earth day. And then I said, well, we need to create a name for this group. And I said, what do you guys all think of a name? And everybody was throwing their names in the hats. And we created this thing called the high vibe love tribe. And uh, from that day on, from that meditate from the earth day, we went live 11 straight months, seven days a week 
from two to four hours a night to raise the vibration of the earth. And uh, we, because we, we, uh, at the time I was hammering for, you know, 15 or at the time, 13 straight years on Facebook, hammering people with truths, but I didn't, it wasn't all about conspiracies. I tried to do funny things, cute things and conspiracy funny things cute things conspiracy so that way i would have not just oh that's the crazy conspiracy guy let's unfollow him or whatever right so i try to have a big variety and you know for for people so i wasn't just all into telling people on you know how you know evil some people are here and so you know how they're connected and the inner workings like i had done so when i saw the people drop in wuhan my first thing was I said, you know, to, to write on public, I said, they lit up the 5G, the people are dropping, and right. then they're going to be blaming this on the virus. And that was my first public post on Facebook. And this was like when the day of or the next day when mm-hmm. we saw the people drop. So that was my intuition told me this is what it was about. And then, sure, you know, yeah. from, from that day when, you know, we did the Meditate for the Earth Day, I decided it would be better to raise the vibration instead of continuing on what I've been sharing with people for the 15, 13 years prior. If people haven't got it by then, you know, from me, then not much I'm going to say at the time. So we wanted to pivot. And instead, everybody's in fear. Everybody's in lockdown. Everybody's scared of this virus. So we wanted to give people a safe place to go, a safe place to be. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, I turn on the music every time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Um, uh, Pacific Standard Time, seven days a week. First thing we do, turn on some high energy techno music and I just start dancing my funky little dance, just happy dancing. And and then I, I incorporate it because once you're doing this seven days a week, dancing for an hour a day, you start to get in really good shape. I started incorporating weights and we did this routine and people were telling me, they're like, we love this. We're, you know, getting a workout. And I'm like, if you don't have uh, weights, you can put in a soup can in each hand or you can put a can of tomato paste if you just want a little bit of extra weight and people were telling me they were buying weights and they were like you know this was like coming to the point where we were having like you know over three thousand live views just on facebook alone i'd get off and it'd be my the highest was three thousand four hundred people had watched it during that like two hour period so it was you know it was really it was really getting uh uh, a lot of uh attraction and you know a lot of raising vibrations and people would say they would research conspiracies all day long and then they'd have a nice, safe place to come. We wouldn't talk about anything politics. We wouldn't talk about anything virus. We would just talk about love and community. So we built this community called the High Vibe Love Tribe. And I ended up uh, meeting my girlfriend. She started coming to the High Vibe Love Tribe. And then, you know, we started chatting. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where, where it all kind of started for me and her. And, you know, now she's the love of my life. And it was the most amazing thing to, you know, for her to be brought to me at that time and so hi angeline if she's probably watching so i just wanted to say hi to my beautiful girlfriend and uh so she started joining me on the high vibe love tribe um so it was nice for the both of us so we'd have the masculine the feminine and you know and it was just sometimes her kids would join in and do the tibetan singing bowls with us so i'm ringing the bowl angeline's ringing the bowl saraya's ringing the bowl it was like you know it was really nice to just have all these different elements to raise the vibration so 11 straight months of that and during that time Mm -hmm. i was asked to be a host of uh 
this truth truther telethon and i said you know i'm about the truth getting the truth out there i'll do whatever it takes to get it out there so they wanted to have is a bunch of truthers you know 20 30 40 speaking one after another for half an hour or an hour time slots or 15 minutes whatever it was and just continue on for you know 8 10 12 straight hours of a show where you'd have all kinds of different people from different areas from different you know backgrounds from very well known to not very well known Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, I'm in. If you can't get anybody, I'll go for the whole 12 straight hours and talk if I have to, because <laughs> it's about getting the truth out there. And Beautiful. so I, I was going to be the MC and the host. Uh-huh. And then nice. 13 days before the 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 truth telethon, truth or telethon was supposed to be on, um, they, uh, you know, the the person that was putting it on, she calls me bawling her eyes. Oh! it's dead i put all this work and you know it's not gonna happen and i said you know what me and you can do this we'll put this thing on together Mm -hmm. and so next day she found a network marketer guy who had the stream yard who was wanted to do the back end for it and uh within 12 days 13 12 days we put together this whole entire show we changed the name from truth or telethon to the truth telethon and uh, that was my first time, uh, you know, I was emceeing, hosting, um, I was, you know, asking people questions. Sometimes people wanted a monologue. Sometimes I would just introduce them and they wanted to dialogue back and forth. Sometimes people didn't show up. So I'd have, I I would not prepared or anything. I had to speak for the whole half an hour because somebody didn't show up. But because I was involved in learning about the truth for so long, it was easy for me to talk about different things that I've been passionate about and stuff that I was been learning about and um, so it came off a big success. So people didn't show up. I'm in the back texting my other people I know that are online. Hey, you need to fill in a spot. This guy's not showing up. And so it was really kind of hectic, but I really thrive under pressure and uh, did really, really well. And people were saying, man, Jesse, you found your calling. You know, you, you, you know, did great. You know, you should do this. This, you know, is something that you're, you know, you're, you're definitely good at. And so me and my girlfriend talked about it. And we created one and then we created a second one and that one kind of went all, you know, haywire because the, you know, the girl that was crying and, you know, sucked me in. We think that she was like some kind of an infiltrator and, you know, not doing things for the right reasons, causing, you know, chaos and destruction. And she's still trying to bash me a year and a half later, almost over two years later, she still can't stop bashing me and trying to get the truthers against each other. You know what, like, that's exactly what the controlled opposition does. It gets everybody that's fighting for the same cause to attack each other. And, you know, she was a classic example of that so second one that was it with her um i did a third one with uh um the network marketer guy but he was really he's a network marketer wanted to sell products wanted to sell you know we did a toxin telethon where we did frequencies and chemicals and all these kind of you know to anything that's toxic and he had like you know like the the 5g or the the stickers on phones that you have and he was selling all kinds of stuff like that so that was it we did the three and then we decided to branch off and do our own thing. 
and we created the missing link. I wanted to do a business with someone prior um, and we were going to call it the missing link, but it never um, went through. And, you know, like, you know what, that missing link would be a great name for a show because we're looking for any missing links about the person being interviewed or the world around us that they would like to share. And, uh, you know, we, uh, because we had a whole bunch of people that we had already connected with because of the previous three, you know, telethons that we had, um, started our fir- very first one was Hannah Maria. Um, she was our very first interview. She's an activist out of, I believe, Denmark, and she's living in Spain right now. She used to work at the UN, um, mm-hmm. We ended up uh, getting Sasha Stone, I think was interview five, Lee Camp. I just reached out to him and I, hey, I have this show. I'd like to interview on it. And I've been watching this guy for 10 years. He's a political comedian, you know, hammers both left and right sides. And he's just, just really liked him. He used to get like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. So he was, before they really... Um, put the censorship on him he was really really reaching a lot of people and I knew him and I loved his work and when I reached out to him he said sure I was like what I was like this is amazing and then I knew someone else that told me they had interviewed David Icke's son um, or David Icke's son interviewed him and he had his email and he's like you know you can ask him or maybe just ask you know if David will come on so I emailed them and by uh, show number 15, we had David Icke on The Missing Link. And then wow, that, that opened the doors for so many other people. Because when you're saying, hey, we've had David Icke, we've had Lee Camp, we've had Sasha Stone on our show, you know, it just adds a lot more credibility. And we just started this thing. And, you know, now we're, I think, 400 and, uh, 411 or 412 shows. No, 415, I think we're at now. We're at 415 shows that we've done. Um, we've interviewed probably 40, uh, 45 doctors. So more than 10% of all of our interviews have been doctors, um, whether they're naturopath, whether they're uh, um, chiropractor, whether they're medical doctors, talking about their story, about being in a hospital, seeing people coming in with the uh, injection injuries, and they, you know, try to bring public and aware and get fired. Or at the height of this thing, one yeah. doctor wanted to give ivermectin to, you know, and he got fired because he was treating his people. Nobody got hurt, but because they needed to have no other treatments available in order to roll out this injection. And that, so Nagasi out of Vancouver. Nagasi. Yeah. So yeah, he's a good man. I like him. Yeah. He's been on my show. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. We've interviewed him, I think three times now we've had yeah. him uh, on the missing link. So he ended up getting fired because of it. Uh, um, we just recently had, you know, a doctor, uh, Paul Elias, um, uh, Paul Elias Alexander. He used to work for the WHO, um, he was actually on the team that was advising Trump of the warp speed. And he was talking about how it was a military operation warp speed was Trump yeah. wasn't getting the proper information, the stuff that they were telling him not to do the lockdowns, not to do the mask. They, uh, they went against with all his, you know, the Fauci and the Burks, they all went against what the advice that was coming from his team, you know, to Trump. So it was really neat to get 
you know, talk to somebody that was right inside of that, you know, and like that's humbling in itself to this is like world, you know, stuff that's happening in the entire world being affected by, you know, those decisions. And we got to talk to someone and ask questions of someone that was right inside. So it's neat and humbling to be able to even talk to that. We talked to Judith Barry Baker, who was Lee Harvey Oswald's girlfriend um, before he was set up to, uh, uh, you know, the, before he got set up to murder John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we've talked to her for like, I don't know, probably eight hours on the missing link already. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's willing to come back. And again, so humbling to talk to somebody and be able to pick the brain of somebody that's been such an integral part of history, you know, mm-hmm. where the whole entire world has, you know, vibrated from, you know, these actions that have that have happened. And, you know, so it's really neat. And so hence, we're just trying to interview as many people as we can get as much information as we can out there because we believe knowledge is power and the more knowledge we have collectively the less power they have over us Mm -hmm. that makes total sense my friend well you're doing great work jesse and uh, i'm so glad to have you here today you'll be a speaker of course at my galactic wisdom conference next month and i think you'll be starting off the show on um i'll have to check the schedule but i think it's on sunday i have you on first thing in the morning i'll send you the the info so and um, anyway, I'm so glad you're here today. Well, what, what's it like up in, up in Canada right now? Uh, you know, we get little bits and pieces down here, but it's a beautiful country, a lot of wonderful people up there like yourself. But what, what's it like spiritually now? And are people getting aware? Are they, I, are they waking up? Would you say they're waking up? Well, I found, you know, and this is, you know, I'm very, uh, uh, my connections are very international. So it's not just, you know, in Canada, our audience is very international as well. I've always been connecting with people all around the world, but I've seen more people wake up, you know, even in Canada, even in Alberta, even in my city of Calgary in the last three years than I've seen in the collectively in the 30 plus years that I've been trying to wake people up and make people aware uh, for a long time, it was alone. Uh, it was a it was a lonely journey for a long time, trying to figure this out. Always, you're crazy, Jesse, or conspiracy theorist, Jesse, or cult leader, Jesse. I heard all kinds of things over the years. Um, you know, because you know, I was never, you know, uh, followed the rules. I never, you know, was like everybody else. I was always, you know, I was always kind of like, I guess, the black sheep. I was always, you know, someone different than everyone else. Even when I was young, I, people would, you know, I got picked on in school and bullied and all that kind of stuff. And I was always, you know, I thought because English is my second language, I didn't learn English until I was five years old. So I thought maybe because I was, you know had you know didn't learn English behind that I was always but it's just because I've always been different and I haven't been you know programmed like everybody else and in school I didn't pay attention I didn't pay it you know like attention as much as I should have got lots of detentions and try to be a you know funny and a class clown and just you know and so I was always getting in trouble so I didn't get that indoctrination Um, I was born Catholic or into the Catholic religion I was baptized, but, you know, never did First Communion, never went to Bible study, never went to church. My, you know, mom would maybe take me sometimes on a Christmas or an Easter for, you know, maybe a a sermon or whatever. But I was never got, you know, uh, religiously indoctrinated. So I didn't get, you know, uh, a school indoctrinated. I didn't get religiously indoctrinated. So I was very awake and aware to the world. And I just love everybody. And I was just trying to learn, you know, from everybody and everything. 
So for the last, you know, for the people in Canada here, lots of people coming out, like in Canada or in Calgary, we've got a million people. And I remember at the height of, you know, the lockdowns, some of the protests, we had 40, 50,000 people walking the streets protesting out of those, you know, million people. So that's a lot of people and you know being awake and aware and you know uh, we've seen just how things just got more and more people and more and more traction Mm -hmm. um spiritually i you know i i don't see spiritually as you know advanced as you know some other places you know especially Mm -hmm. in my province in alberta lots of farmers lots of rednecks lots of you know people that you know unless they're you know a lot of people with spiritually is is not public you know you're mostly your connection is very private which you know that's a good thing it's you know how people how people connect is totally you know up to them and you know so i i you know there could be a lot more spiritually aware people that than, than I know, but, you know, when you're talking about, you know, like a very, you know, kind of like redneck, you know, kind of cowboy, you know, oil, oil company type of province. So it's kind of similar to Texas. We're very, we're very, I, I've been to Texas. I, I've been there for, for a month or two. Um, and so I find it a lot similar. The people are similar, you know, to, you know, Alberta, you know, kind of, again, the farming, the oil, the money, you know, kind of it's a wealthier type of province. So I, you know, but I believe the whole world is, you know, kind of gaining traction spiritually and people are knowing that, you know, there are some really, you know, evil people here, you know, doing some really horrific things. And it's not just, you know, we've evolved from monkeys and, you know, that uh, we've came from that direction, that there is something more than just, you know, out there than just, uh, you know, the these people just wanting to control other people and greed because it seems like this depopulation that they're trying. And, you know, many people have been injured and killed over the last, you know, three years as we see that almost every day that this is real like this is a real spiritual war like it's a it's a war for our lives and you know mm-hmm. they they use the government they use big business to you know target the people and and you know this is a battle that we're all facing together here mm-hmm. absolutely jesse wow that's that's beautiful i thank you so much for sharing that when you how can people listen to your show? I urge everyone to listening today listen to to Jesse's show. Are you on a, like a certain day of the week and what time? And and if you give a, I know you're on Facebook and the link is www.facebook.com forward T is in Ted missing link. That's I, I did write that down. But uh, anyway, how can people listen to you to your show? Yes. So we have, uh, so we're the missing link, but when I tried to type it into Facebook when we first started, their missing link was taken, the missing link. So we just did T missing link on Rumble. We're T missing link. Um, we're also, so we go live on Facebook, Rumble, and Twitter. Um, our Twitter account is uh, the missing link, uh, the missing link, and then in brackets, Jesse Howe. So my, you know, name is Jesse Howe. So, um, those are the three areas. We don't go live on YouTube anymore because we've had three channels, um, you know, de- deleted um, from YouTube. 
we've gotten strikes, we've gotten, you know, having all these doctors, people talking about COVID. We obviously have been doing this for almost two years now. So through the height of the pandemic, where they're trying to control information. So, you know, it's really disheartening to build up to many thousands of people on YouTube and then get deleted. We've had over 100,000 hours of view time on YouTube, but never seen a, a cent in remuneration from them. And, uh, you know, so we just decided uh, to not have, and it was better because before when we were on YouTube, I had to tell, these are like doctors that I'm interviewing, real medical professionals, please don't say vaccine, please don't say COVID, please don't say election fraud to other people. And I didn't really like to restrict people, but yeah. I wanted to try to protect the show. So now right. that we're no longer on YouTube, it seems like we haven't got any issues with any of the other channels. So we go live on Facebook. Um, Rumble and Twitter. Then we upload to BitChute, Telegram. Now we just joined Odyssey. We're uploading to Odyssey. And okay. then Jeff Berwick from the Dollar Vigilante. Um, he We interviewed him and met him for the first time. And he's like, yeah, I love your show. He's like, you know, and because we've had some other people that he's known on our show. And he's like, you know, would you like to, you know, have, uh, you know, broadcast on our show as well, on our channel. So, Okay. Uh, they they take our content and upload it to the Dollar Vigilante TV. So we're getting out there to more places and more people. And, you know, it's just, you know, amazing that we're able to reach as many people as we can because, you know, the ultimate goal is just to share as much information with the collective, educate the collective. Um, You may like some people we interview. You may not. You may love some people. You may think that someone else has controlled opposition. But if you like the person and, you know, you get some information from them, great. If not, you know, you don't have to make a big grandstand of how he's this and, you know, say some hor horrible things to exit to make yourself heard about that. You know, that I just... We just want respect and what the acronym which my girlfriend Angeline came up with for LINK is Love Inspiring New Knowledge. And that's okay. what the LINK stands for. And, you know, we're all about love, about, you know, creating a better world, about educating. Some of the subjects are sometimes a little bit, you know, heavy or a little bit dark, but it's coming from a lovey place, loving place because we need to educate people on what's going on. And if you hear it from one place, or two places, you know, you may think, okay, well, maybe conspiracy, whatever, they just don't know. But if you hear it from 10, 20, 50, 415 different people, and, you know, you're hearing this over and over and over, then you're, there's a lot more credibility when it's just not hearing it for the first time from one or two people. So, hence, we're just trying to get as many doctors, as many, you know, good people. We've had you on the show. It was a big, big hit. You know, everybody loved you on, on the show. So, you know, we definitely have to bring you back on because, uh, you know, you the, the, the people definitely resonated with you and your energy. Well, Jesse, um, my producer just said we've got three minutes left, but why don't I bring you back on for a full hour, um, maybe in a week or two. We'll, we'll figure out the schedules. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call or, or send you an email. We'll, we'll figure out a time. Yeah, I'm going for double hip replacement surgery in a week, so it'll probably be in a few, two, three weeks or a month or whatever. So okay. I, uh, I am going through a major, major, something major that hopefully is going to you know change my life for the better. Would you consider some alternatives? I've been trying alternatives for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, I've been trying everything and anything, but... Well, let me know, put you in... I mean, that's what I focus in on, but um, let me put you in touch with a couple of spiritual healers 
and we'll see whether they can help you. Okay. If, yeah, we have seven days, so, you know, or six more days. So if someone can help me within the six days and I don't need it, I would totally rather not get it. So if we could figure okay. that out, I'd be yeah. definitely, definitely Any, interested in that. Anyone out there that who can help, just email me at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. We've got about 120 seconds left. Um, it seems like more than just two minutes, Jesse. Um, but uh, I want to. I appreciate you so much for coming on. I'll get you on my show soon, and I do have several spiritual healers. Are you going to be around this afternoon? Can I give you a call? Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've got a couple people already in mind who can who can help you. I want to give. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of this world radio was a nonprofit listener supported show. I urge everyone to listen to uh, Jesse's wonderful station, and on this Monday. Um, I will be broadcasting from um, Radio Soul International starting at 12 noon Pacific or uh, 9 p.m. Central European time um, with my good friend Gerhard um, uh, Pellegrino. It's a German and English show. show. For those of you who speak German, uh, the show will be... Uh, it'll be in German and English, so you can hear easily hear if you live anywhere in Germany, Austria, Austria or Switzerland. So anyway, um, um, and the website is www radiosoul.at for Austria. So I hope you can all listen. Um, I'll also be on Facebook under Out of This World as well. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been great having you. Um, you'll hear from me a little later today. i got a couple people in mind I can call to help you out. And you may not need you may not need to go through that um, replacement. May not. Um, I, I, I sure hope so. And I've actually been starting to be able to go up and downstairs better than I have. My okay. girlfriend's done a lot of work. Um, okay. I just wanted to let everybody know um, we do got about five or six shows this week, but a big one we're having is Gene Decode is coming on. So if anybody knows who that is, um, he's, an, he's an old Navy yeah. uh, Navy captain, had a died for half an hour, had a spiritual experience with God. He's come back with a whole bunch of gifts. Um, and so that's going to be a very fascinating show. Um, that's this Wednesday at... Uh, okay. um, Jesse, we have to go, my friend. I, I want to be respectful to the next show. All right, I'll give you a call this afternoon. And I want to thank you so much for coming on. And thank you, Don, for all your fantastic help. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. And I look forward to seeing you uh, hopefully on Monday at 12 noon Pacific, 9 p.m. Central European time on Radio Soul International in Vienna, Austria. Thank you so much, Jesse. We'll talk this afternoon. I'll give you a call. Bye-bye, everyone. Brother. Have a beautiful Bye. day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jesse. Bye-bye. Bye.